you love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do. And then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode. So pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, everyone. This is State of My Sports and this is episode 116. We're going to have a good time uh, discussing the results of the Pistons drafting the Ryan's and have a lot to say about that. Big, big deal. Uh, got the number one pick. They took Cade, Hunt, Cade Cunningham. Um, we're going to discuss that, get deep into some of his quotes and all that good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Just in time for summer ball. Some other stuff that Troy Weaver and company have been making, some of the more of the moves that they've been making. Uh, the Red Wings have made some moves. The Tigers made a move. We're going to talk maybe it should be a little bit more, but we'll get into a little bit more about that. Uh, also, some. I mean, this wasn't on the sheet, but Chris Illich made some big, big statements today, saying that they're going to start going for it, which I'm really excited about. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get into that. I don't need to. Let's break, get into break, it later. Into, yeah, we'll get into it later. Um, for our betting hero segment, oh, actually, we're gonna we're also gonna come up with the the face of Michigan sports. I'm wondering if Cade kind of just walks in and takes that, but I feel like it's a full discussion that we're going to get into. We want everybody's opinion on that as oh, well. Oh, cool. I like so, it. So uh, that'll be a good time. And then for our betting heroes segment, we're going to talk about the overrunners set for our uh, state of Michigan football teams and talk about who's most likely to go over, who's most likely to go under, all that good stuff. And this week we are not grading beer from Siciliano's Market. Um, we will be grading uh, canned cocktails from Coppercraft Distillery, uh, out of Holland, Michigan. Thank you, Coppercraft, for giving us the opportunity to drink some of your canned cocktails. We got the new flavors that came out this summer. Um, we're going to try all four of them. We're going to average out the score like it's a variety pack, like we are known to do. So that'll be that'll be really fun. And they're ten percent, so we're going to we got to be very very careful with that one. Uh oh. So, so why yeah. do I have beer? Uh, that's just to sip on. Oh, Casey, gotcha. Casey needed something. Good to know. Um, that's courtesy of my parents. Kyle, your mic is still off. <laughs> you wouldn't. Which is exactly why. <laughs> See, I just wait for somebody to tell me. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> did say that earlier. Yeah. Anyways, before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help us keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Siciliano's Market helps us pick out our Michigan beer and spirits for this, for each and every episode. Uh, Mac Web Design helps us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us and you guys get all of the best what's the, promotions out there. What's the beer? In the betting world. It's it's just a a beer that my parents picked up. They got me a growler. I wasn't offered any. Uh, because you already had some beer in your mug, so I didn't. It's it's just sitting right there for you if you want some. Oh, okay. All right. It's all yours, man. I thought it was like private reserve or something. I am Sam Waldhart, yeah. John Dornboss, working behind the scenes. We got Ryan Waldhart back from vacation, actual vacation, An actual vacation. Kyle First Fossey. time we've ever gotten that right. Kyle Fossey is here as well. No, Micah. We not. We are not sure what he's doing. He said he had school. Must be on vacation. I think it's a lie. But vacation. we'll get into that some other time. It's got to be vacation. It's got to be vacation of some sort. Everybody's let's, add, let's add it to the list. Vacation. We don't have enough to talk about. Exactly. Anyways. Just vacation. Yeah. We do have a lot to talk about for the intro. Perfect. Ryan, I, so I asked you if we can talk about this. Yeah. 
Some big a big thing happened to you guys. Oh yeah, the last yeah. the last week. <coughs> yeah, are big you comfortable news. sharing with, with with the audience? What yeah, yeah, what I'm, I'm here? fine with it. Yeah, as long as everybody in in Walker feels <laughs> safe after listening to the story. I um, do not. My van was stolen. It's so wild to me still. I, I, I it still hasn't even hit home really. Well, well I guess it hit the van, not not <laughs> yeah, my home. Right. Right. So that's True. where they hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, my my van was uh, parked out in my driveway overnight. In a, at the end of a cul-de-sac. At the end of a cul-de-sac, <laughs> right. in a very safe neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so, um, my my uh, the keys were in the car. That's a, that's a different discussion. So <laughs> the keys were in the car. The car was unlocked. So that obviously not a smart thing. But you just don't expect things to be taken. You know, from your yard, from your property, um, a van getting stolen. It's just it's kind of. It's kind of weird. Like for, it was there. For, it was there one time, and then the next morning it was gone. Yeah. For the record, my keys were in my car as well, and my <laughs> windows were down. <laughs> and now I feel like I need to buy a new car because it wasn't worth. They stealing. left. It, it wasn't yeah. worth. Stealing. It wasn't <laughs> worth stealing. They're, they're so like, they're, you're, like you're welcome. If, like, if my van was locked, your car <laughs> would have been, been gone. That's, That's true. A great point. We should yeah. split it fifty-fifty. That's yeah, only fair, I, right? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys haven't heard anything. It's been yeah. So filed a police report and have all kinds of you know just a bunch of extra crap to go through at this point. Um, but no, we haven't heard anything. It's completely crickets. <laughs> we haven't heard anything about the van. Um, they it seemed like so the same night there was a, another uh, a jeep was stolen in, in the neighborhood across the street on the nor- on the south side of where we live, and um, it seemed like it was more of a, a group effort. Like there was a, something coordinated going on and and there were some weird purchases after they sold the the uh from a gas station so i'm not sure if they were just filling up on gas and they're they're trying to get i don't know if that was their goal in the end or what but um yeah more than likely in those scenarios you find a van within 48 hours what the cop said is just abandoned somewhere it was used in maybe another crime or they were just going for a joyride um in this case i don't think either one of the vehicles that were sold that night were were recovered yet so Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's crazy that we haven't heard anything either. You know, like yeah, something should be happening. Like, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're just keeping it quiet. I guess, right? And working not the lead. No, I mean, it, I'd right? like to know. I'd like to. It know would where be my nice to is. know. Yeah, yeah. R- just, rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> well, John was like looking for his headphones uh, when he first like threw his car and stuff, and he goes, he he left them behind last week. And I, when he walks up, I'm like, hey, I got your headphones. I was looking for him. I'm like, who would have stole them out of my car? I'm like, well, in this, <laughs> this neighborhood, you never it's know. You never spot. know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they, they stole multiple cars. They went through multiple cars and got away with it, it seems like. And that just that yeah, sucks, that's what it feels man. like. Yeah. So hopefully you guys get it back. Um well, we did want to talk some some Detroit Lions real quick. Um, some Just some quick things out, out of uh, camp, basically. I mean, what are we, like? About a weekend, I think, maybe, maybe a little less, and then they they started putting pads on today, right? So that was the big, yeah, the big first, news, first day, and that's ex- that's always exciting. There was actually a fight. There was a fight between two rookies. That's what I heard. So Amon St. Brown, the the wide receiver that we drafted in what third, fourth round, doesn't matter, and then uh, a cornerback. Uh, I can't say his name yet. I'll, I'll learn it when I need to. Melifanu. Is that Melifonwu? Yeah, he was the one that was drafted oh. as well. I think he was the one that was drafted in the pick that we got for Stafford. Um, yeah, third rounder. Third rounder. The ex- yeah, the extra one. But they got in a fight, and I, I, it sounds like it was just like a regular blocking drill, and then they, they kind of went at it. And I personally like that kind of stuff as a hockey player. You know, fighting is is part Mix of the it game. Up. Mix it up. Get, Mix show it up some aggression. Bit. Show that I will respect you, and you're my teammate. But when we're in practice, you are my enemy, and I'm going to beat you. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't care oh. if you're my if you're wow. my teammate. <laughs> Got serious fast. Yeah, good grief. That's kind of how you. I feel on this podcast sometimes. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the energy level is still there, and that's really exciting for me. Um, it has to be, you know, because the way that this coaching staff seems to be working, uh, it's all about energy. It's all about um, just putting in the work. And I, you know, you got the Dan Campbell doing the up downs with the team and stuff like that. And I, I, I know it's cheesy, but I, I like it's that not kind cheesy. Of stuff. It, it goes it's, a long way with the players. I yeah, think. yeah. I, I don't know. You I'm a just, young coach. I'm really excited act, act like you're young. Have a bunch of energy. But the question that, that we put on this, for this quick little segment here was: Is are you even excited for Lions football? Because usually I'm like giddy, like very excited, like dreamland. Like, all right, this is the year. This is gonna happen. I don't feel that right now, and I don't know if it's just like. Maybe that's a good sign. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's I'm growing not, up. I'm not yeah. drinking the cooler. Welcome yeah, to being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the the Ram season. Like no, I'm just kidding. Hey, but no, man. I don't know. Is it, are you guys excited about this season? Like, I mean, yeah, is it just I kind of sneaking up on you. I think we're we we should have excitement for a different reason. Most of the time, I don't know. I mean, you, we we shouldn't think that the Lions are going to be good, but because of Stafford and maybe the hype train that. We all get on during the summer. We feel like the, the Lions will be better than they actually will be. Like, this is the year, like what you said. I don't think we're really expecting them to be a good football team this year. That's not what we're excited about. We're excited about change. We're excited about the coaching staff and seeing what this new offense is going to look like, the new defense, the the young players, see how they develop. You know, we got a, this defensive line. We're not acting like this. these two new rookies are going to be the best defensive linemen in the league right now. Let's let them grow into what they should be good at, and that, that'll be fun to watch. Some actual changes happened. Yeah, that I know is. you don't like it, and because of the big one, but the big we, change is what I don't like. Yeah, well, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's know. actual changes. Actual, I think. Yeah, progress John, I know you're, you're probably right there with me. Like, with as a Lions fan level, I guess. Like, you you love the team. I was more not saying you guys don't. But. I was more excited when we knew that Aaron Rodgers was on the fence, but it's now that he's all in on being a Green Bay Packer, I'm a little less excited. So, you do know you think I mean? this team would have actually had a shot? And winning the division without not, Aaron Rodgers in it? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> I love the Kool-Aid, don't get me wrong, but I don't drink that much of it. It just would have been nice to um, just level the playing field a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it would have been more having the Packers come down to earth than the Lions competing for first place. Yeah, a chance at a road victory in Green Bay, but I don't foresee that happening uh, yeah, it, this year. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens. And what, some some things that I, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of develop in inside training camp is – I, I want to know like how much better will our defense be, and I'm not, we're not going to learn that in camp. But it's like I want to hear things, you know. I want to know if Akuda is actually good, <laughs> you know, because he had such a bad year. And I know corner is a tough position to to come in year one and stuff like that. But like I want to know what kind of step he's going to take. And another one that I'm, I'm really interested in is like how bad is this offense going to be? <laughs> I feel like we're we're so the defense was way down here for the people that are watching, way down here. <laughs> Offense was right up here, in my opinion, and it's, it's it feels like they're going to kind of meet in the middle there, right? And what is that going to mean long term? I, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's kind of hard because with offense, our strength is supposed to be the offensive line at this point. We've invested the most amount of money in the offensive line. We just drafted Penny Sewell, um, so that's one thing I'm definitely going to be watching is how Sewell looks uh, on that playing that right tackle because he's going from left tackle to right tackle. So you know, how is that going to look? If that really is truly their strength, then I don't think their offense is going to take a big step back. I know Stafford's going to be gone, right? We got a, we got a new quarterback, a new um, coordinator, and a lot of change there. But 
if you give any NFL quarterback time, they should be able to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And and if you give a talented running back crew like we have right now, I think they should be able to be effective on the ground and, and average close to five yards a carry, four and a half yards a carry, which is very effective. Yeah. And then it sets up a, a, a guy like Jared Goff who doesn't want to throw the deep ball. It sets him up for success to, to play the short game. So I'm not expecting a huge drop-off uh, from the offense if their offensive line is as good as we think it could be. Yeah. I, and that's that's another part that I'm really looking forward to seeing, like or hearing about. I don't sit and watch these practices, obviously, but the hearing know. about Aquara and Sewell because they're kind of like match up against each other. Because Aquara comes off of that side, and that's or the right side of the the offensive line, so left side of the defensive line, right? Left side, strong side. Yeah, but like <laughs> that, and that's right where Sewell is, and like I, I'm interested to see that because I feel like Aquara's a pretty good. He was legit last year. <laughs> really good defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, he's really good. And. Sewell's going to get a taste of that very quickly, and I feel like he's going to walk into a lot of these football games, and he, you know, gets tested more in practice than he will in these games. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's going to be a, a cool kind of story and see how it unfolds. Well, preseason preseason starts soon, doesn't it? I think it's a week from Thursday, right? Yeah. So Hall like, of Fame game, yeah, right. the Hall of Fame game is on Thursday. <laughs> This week, Thursday, and yeah. then the following week, I think. I don't know if the Lions play Thursday or Sunday. Friday, I believe. Oh, Friday, is it Friday? Yeah. Friday, I believe. And then there's th- only three games this year, so oh, the, that's a good the point. season's coming fast, you I guys. I didn't even think of that. And then, like, yeah, so does that make the second preseason game the, the big one? You know, the, the – Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, how yeah, all think, these teams kind of adjust. I think four is too many in the first place, so they definitely. might just do it the same way. Definitely. I think two is a good number, to be honest. Like, yeah. with the preseason football. Um. Oh, no, I'm just sorry. I was just – no, you can keep finishing. <laughs> like, no, I wanted, shut up, John. I wanted, I wanted to go back to the to the little scuffle on the field today. Did either player go after the other's kneecap at all? Like, oh, are all, that are, is – Are, all, ooh, are all four kneecaps still, like, intact? Yeah. How many I bites th- were taken? Yeah. I think we have four good kneecaps okay. out of the fight. But, anyways, I just love the fire and, and something like that. Yeah. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, Spirits. I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sisley Annals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sisley Annals Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So it's a little different different week this week. We're not even drinking, well, we're drinking beer on the side, but we're not going to grade beer today. We're drinking canned cocktails from the famous Coppercraft Distillery. So, well, nice. What are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say, when do we get to start? Yeah. So let me here. I'll yeah, hand up a rum punch. Or? Rum punch. You guys can pour a little bit. All right, sure we'll get started gotta, over here while you. Do I'm gonna your, talk your a little thing. bit about uh, Coppercraft Copper Craft. Distillery. They are in Holland, Michigan. Um, that also has a tasting room in Saugatuck, Michigan. Uh, founded in Holland, Michigan, in 2012, on the manufacturing coast of West Michigan where their inspiration is drawn from the legacy of industrious workers who create quality goods and exported their handiwork across the nation. They promise premium small batch spirits artfully crafted and served to bring people together. 
They were also the first Michigan distiller to offer the canned cocktails, which we're going to drink, and are proud to be an official partner of our Detroit Lions, which is awesome. Big, big partner there. Um, Tonight we have the privilege to drink some of their canned cocktails, like I said. Uh, What they say is their premium canned cocktails were made with, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? (laughs) You sons of bees. Like That ain't even fair. Look at what they gave me. That all right. You're this, gonna sell my mind too. Your your mic still. Or no, you don't even have your mic on there. You guys got it. That I do, don't I? Isn't my mic on? I, I next time I'm gonna pour first. This is this is not fair guys. at all. Anyways, the cocktails were made uh, with adventure great, in mind. Great a color. perfect option for a beach day, getaway, family cookout, hike in the woods. That's much better. Yeah, that's, that's well done. You got more than Ryan I got more than right. Yeah, get in there. Ryan. Wait, no, it's like the brother thing. The one brother. Pours, the other brother chooses which which one they get, right? Um, no. Family cookout, hike in the woods, or recording a podcast. I added that part. Um, these cocktails in a can are sure to quench your, even the thirstiest explorers. It's a tough one for you. Very, very tough. What, what do we do there? Rum punch? Rum punch. Rum punch. All right, so the rum punch uh, is that the is one that we're going to start potent. with. It is a fun and full-flavored and a unique blend of Caribbean and Coppercraft flavors is what they they have in their description. Um, throughout this episode, what we're going to do is just kind of a couple times. Uh, you almost just we, spilled that beer. So we have four of them to, to drink, so we're going to grade them throughout the episode, and I hope everybody sticks sticks along and, and is part of that. And, and please throw in the comments what you guys are drinking. and um, yeah, Stick along. Let us know what's going on. But, I mean, what do you guys think so far of this? 10%. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think so. They're like, why do we drink beer when we can drink stuff yeah. like this? Is that what you guys are thinking? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about it? You don't it's like so rum? It's so sweet. It is, it is sweet, but I like sweet. Uh, no, I, yeah. and you, But you know what I mean? Like, we, we go to dinner or something. Like, I will never order a dessert. I will never, like. Yeah. I'm just not a sweet guy. A creme brulee? Not even. Oh, tiramisu? That I do like tiramisu. Tiramisu is like the bad. the non-sweet. Yeah, because it's not overly sweet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, tiramisu? Yeah. Is that like the? It's like an espresso. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, it's layers it's, of like of like cake, kind of like cake, flan. And like a but then like not flan. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's like soaked, um, like soaked bread, yes, kind of yeah. like baked, mm-hmm. like hard bread, but that they soak it. Yeah. And then um, they have this mascarpone cheese. As like the the coating like on a, it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mascarpone, Mascatoni. Yep, got it. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I had a perfect Italian accent. I need a head drop when he says something wrong to go. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Is that from a movie? No, it's from uh, a show. Or did you just want it. us to say it? I, if John could clip my voice saying it right there, I'd like that'd be great. <laughs> uh, before we get into the main topic for episode 116, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beers in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinking with drinks with friends, and everything in between, the hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Uh, they recently sent out uh, a coupon that had buy a $12 meal and get a beer for a nickel. Nickel beer. Wow. Which is amazing deal. Um, that was in the Val Pack here in West Michigan. And DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, they'll give you a nice little discount off your beer after you get your nickel beer. Well, yeah, don't, I don't, don't recommend. Yeah, don't. I don't recommend using no. ours. Um if you have to choose, but 
at least let them know that we sent you. That that's always a good thing to do. But uh, we did want to get into some Pistons talk. That that's kind of the the big news going on. We're not going to talk probably Pistons for another hopefully six months or so. Um, so until let's get Cade, it all until Cade plays in the summer league. Then we have <laughs> yeah. to talk, talk about, about that. Well, that. Then we will have to when he's dominating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. But uh, yeah, I mean that's really what, what I think we need to start with is is the basketball side of the Cade Cunningham pick. And this is where I'm really going to kind of rely a lot on you guys, John, as well. Like, like I don't know the basketball side. What I want, the part that I'm excited about is is after the fact stuff that he's saying. But let's talk about a little bit of the basketball side. There was they were talking back and forth. Do they want to take him? Do they not? Um, do they want to trade it? It it feels like it was kind of just smoke and mirrors, and they got their guy, and they made the right pick, right? Yeah, uh, Troy Weaver from the beginning. Uh, made it very clear that they were going to uh, finish their process to pick their guy no matter what. Even if he's the obvious choice, even if he was the first one they were going to look at, they were going to go through all four of the guys that they thought were worthy of a first first overall pick. And, and they had to go through their process to make sure he was really the right one. And, and really, it's the responsible thing to do if you have the first overall pick, right? I yeah. mean, that that's the first time it's happened since, what's the year, like 1972 or something? That the Pistons had the first Yeah, it was Bob Lanier was... Right? Was it Lanier? Was the last one? I th- yeah, I don't well, know. I I'm you not might sure. be right. I think it was right around seventy-two. Yeah, I wasn't a thought in nineteen seventy-two. I wasn't even so. a twinkle in my dad's eye. Right. So, uh, I mean, I was ten. When when you have an opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> when you have an opportunity like that, I you just have to go through the motions and make sure that you do your due diligence. Um, and that and so that's what they did. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And if look, if there was a ridiculous trade out there because somebody wanted Cade so badly they were going to sell their whole franchise for him, we had we had to at least consider that. So you never don't just don't take a look. Yeah, at you got to. You know what I mean? You like, have to it, listen. Yeah. yeah. So it's a sign of a of good GM. Yeah. So what do you expect for this guy? Like I'm not I'm not just talking about year one. Let's talk about him as as a NBA player th- five years from now. What kind of player is he going to be? Is he a true superstar, or is he just like a very good player that's going to be a, a piece on a very good team? You know, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean like the key piece that people might underrate that the league might not yeah consider a superstar yet. You know like, what I mean? Like the Pistons are used to. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that the, his kind of mold, or is he more of a superstar? Not LeBron Durant's type superstar, but I mean. Devin Booker, like a different type of player, but like that level. What like, do you think, Paul George? Paul George. Paul I, George rings a bell. I mean, when he before he got hurt, he might have had a ceiling as high as those names you had mentioned, but then he got hurt, and I think it kind of uh, brought him back to you know uh, earth to ground. And he's look, he's not, he's not LeBron, he's not Durant, he's not James Harden, to name a few. It's not Steph Curry. He's not a game changer, but he keeps you in every game. And I think uh, Cade Cunningham's uh, a oversized body in in a, a, a sport where you have to outsize your opponent. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you said Paul George because I hear so many comparisons to pros right now, and I just I don't like any of them except for Paul George because he moves like him. Yep. He has got the same type of body as Paul George. The difference with him and Paul George is he's praised for his IQ, his basketball IQ and decision-making ability and his playmaking ability. That's something Paul George had to grow into. That's what Kate already has. So his ceiling is a lot higher in that regard. The the 
other comparison I hear is Luka Doncic all the time, mm-hmm. and that is completely unfair because they don't have similar games at all. They're similar because they're tall, big point guards that can probably play the slow game in basketball and make great plays out of just being smarter and better than a lot of people. But Luka has a flair and, a, and just this crazy ability to score at any time, and I don't think that's necessarily Cade. Cade's not going to trick you you know, he doesn't have the ability to always be one step ahead of you. That's not the, that when I watch him play, that's not what I see. What I see is a, an extremely talented finisher with both hands who can make the right decision when he needs to, is not overly athletic, explosive, so he's not going to get by you. But like a Paul George, he finds a way to get around. He finds a way to make the right decision. And even if he's contested, he has an ability to, to finish when he needs to. Okay. Even if it doesn't look easy, he's still going to make the difficult play. And he in college basketball last year, he was ranked number one in the country in isolation basketball mm-hmm. in NCAA. So that, that that does say a lot for a guy who does not just blow by his opponent in isolation scenarios. That means that he's he's taking what the defense gives him at the time and he's making the right decision off of that. So to me, six eight decision maker, guy with the ball in his hands. Uh, can play defense unlike Luka Doncic. He's actually a capable defender and can switch off one through four. Um, I do see it as a franchise uh, changer type of player, but, but I agree. He's not, he's not a, he's not, um, I don't know, a LeBron James or Kevin Durant type of impact talent wise. I think it's more of like a culture change within the organization. Now they've got somebody that they can rely on. And being reliable is one of the most pissing things ever. Mm-hmm. So to me, he is Paul George with Chauncey Billups' point guard uh, pace and ability. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. And, he, and he's a good shooter too. He, he can shoot, like, and that's what's important in this league. Yeah. I mean, oh, hands absolutely. down, right? So I don't have any of his numbers and stuff. But what, I, I think what you kind of pointed out there was kind of stuff that he's saying too. And that's kind of what I'm getting excited about is, is some of the – his his comments and stuff. So I have a couple of clips here. Kyle, can you play uh, ESPN? Clip? Yeah, the ESPN yeah. one uh, should be like his his, rec- his his interview pretty much right after he was was drafted. Clip four, right? Yeah. Clip, clip four, go. It's still crazy to be in the moment. Like words can't really explain the emotions. You know what I'm saying? It's everybody's so happy. My family's all here. You know, to be able to spend this moment with them, it's a blessing. You've said that your mom, your dad, your daughter, they push you to strive. And if you strive, you'll achieve. What does it mean to share this achievement with them? I mean, it means everything. Like, I know my name was the first name called, but, you know, I didn't do this by myself. You know, I feel like I have number one pick. I have a number one pick family, honestly. You know, I, I'm, I have a blessed, you know, supporting system. I can't even talk right now. I got so many emotions going on. I'm just so happy to be here, and you know I'm ready to see what I can do in the next level. You achieved a dream tonight, and you're getting to share it with your daughter Riley. What do you want that to model for her? You know, I just want to show her what hard work does. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, I want her to grow up and and hear, you know, what her dad has done before, her, and for her to see, you know, what what hard work really can, can give you in life. So. Um, I mean, she's my biggest motivation. She's taught me way more than I could ever teach her, but, no, this is, I think this is a good step for me. You're headed to Detroit, the Motor City. What do we think of the nickname Motorcade? Can we get that going? Yeah, I love it. And, and shout out, hold on, hold on, shout out Detroit. Shout out Detroit. I got to buff up, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Detroit. 
Oh, you're ready. I'm buffed up now. Which camera I'm looking at? I'm in this one. Yeah, you're in this one right here. Detroit, I'm all the way in. Detroit Pistons, I'm all the way in. Let's do it. Congratulations, Kate. And, and I just absolutely love the fact, like, I, I love the fact that he cares about his family as much as he does. He talked about his mom and his dad, yeah. talked about his daughter, and, like, th- I love that kind of stuff. It wasn't all about him. It, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, like. And I think the biggest thing that kind of came to to realization for me is, like, the Jalen Green thing was, was the, the, the person I was like, hey, maybe you can trade down, take Jalen Green. You get trade, you get extra draft picks, you get a good player. But then I hear Cade talk and then I hear Jalen Green talk and Jalen Green's talking about himself oh yeah he's talking about uh, maxing out contracts he's talking about winning rookie of the year he's talking about me 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 me, me. me. and this guy is talking us my family where I came from Detroit Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. the city and what is Motor Buffs King. do you guys know what the Buffs thing so he put on sunglasses I don't know if you guys are watching or not I was, yeah. I was watching it. is that like a sunglass thing It it's from Detroit those sunglasses are made in Detroit is that what it is yeah and they're uh, really popular there I was wondering there. what was going on with that I figured that was what it was it's like I, I guess I like, if you're a big time in Detroit you, you get sunglasses you get there. sunglass buffs is there a knockoff I could buy like a, <laughs> right? like a rough, <laughs> like a rough. <laughs> <Ruffs. laughs> no, like but twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, have, like I fell in love. I was sitting there at the hops watching it after after softball, watching this guy get drafted, listening to him, and I'm just like, I wasn't, I didn't have a, a stance necessarily because I don't know. I'm done with the basketball. I pre- don't pretend that I'm good at knowing what I'm watching or anything like that. I but I hear this guy, and this is the type of person and you like it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. And and we have more clips that we want to get into, but like the fact that it's about Detroit and it's not about me or I. And we'll get into the, like the, the the other comments that are coming up here where he's talking about the team already. Like that's just music to my ears. That's not it's nice. It's good. first overall mantra. You know what I mean? So I don't know. What yeah. what do you think about like that first comment? Were you watching live or is it just is that your first time hearing that? I, I did I did hear it already. I did not watch it live, but I, I love it. I think it's absolutely perfect for the the style of Detroit when you know we had the bad boys. It was about the group, all of them together. It, the, we had the going to work Pistons. It was not about any one player. It was about the group of them. So that when he's talking about his family, you can just feel him feeling the same way about the team. Like, hey, we're gonna do this together as a team, and that's what like when you try to fake being a leader in a, in some way. Um, and you're doing it selfishly, That that's the easiest thing to see through. But if you are honest about being about the team, that's what true leadership is. Mm-hmm. And so that that is the attitude that's already been established with last year's draft class and with Jeremy Grant, and now he's just going to fall right into place right and into probably place. at the top. And mm-hmm. so now they can all look at him and be like, well, there's our first overall pick, and he still feels the same way as we do. Yeah. We're all in this together. And I think that the next clips that we're going to get into here soon tell that perfectly. Exactly what you said. Um, b- before we do that, uh, we do have a comment. Detroit fan man said, so buffs are made in France, just hyper-popular in the city. Uh, the white buffs are the gold standard made from buffalo tusks and diamonds. What? They're 3K a pair. So I Three actually, th- I actually Wait, thought they were again? in Detroit, but they're made in France. That's what it, that's they're what made D- from buffalo D- tusks. Buffalo tusks. Dang. Buffalo um, tusks. So if if the Buffs brand <laughs> is no. listening, oh, send man. us a pair, and we want to know. What yeah, we'll review about. them. Yeah, we'll review them. We'll yeah. all put them on for an episode. Sam will keep them because <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it works. Um, <laughs> can we no, put the diamonds too? The whole my, that's yeah. cool. Can we, pre- can we put them on and then sample beer and <laughs> exactly. like pass the glasses with we the would glasses? Look, we would look know? sweet. <laughs> we would look really cool. People might start respecting us. <laughs> no, but thanks for that. Uh, D 
Detroit fan man on on YouTube, I think. None of us knew that. Commented on that. Thank you. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. But he, but K didn't have the white ones. He had the black ones. Is that? Does that mean he's not? It was just two two grand. Two grand instead of three. Yeah, no kidding. Then he said Cartier. Cartier, I would assume. Yeah. uh, Is the brand name. So I guess Buffs isn't even the brand name. It's just like oh, a style it's a style. Or style. Yeah, Dang. they're made by Cartier. Oh yeah. man, it's just popular in Detroit. Yeah, for sure. No, no, it's cool, and and I love that he did that, and just the fact that he was talking about Detroit makes me really happy. You well, know? like yeah, I love like, that. I love some, it. Some people thought it was cocky for him to only want one team, one only want to work out for one team who had the first overall pick because that's what he decided to do. He only yep. worked out for the Pistons. Yeah, but now it's kind of cool because the Pistons picked him. And he's been completely into the city the whole time. He's invested. Yeah, he's invested, and he's he, he's he was a, at a he Tigers knows. game like three weeks ago. Yeah. Like all that cool oh, stuff. Oh yeah, like, we want Cade Chance. Yeah. It was awesome. Very, Why are Buffs big in Detroit? I don't get it. I don't know. They're probably just like they Here's just one of Big Gretch. Big Gretch has got him. She oh she's those, got a that pair. can't be a real. Says a Cartier. No Man. way, that's real. Yeah, I wonder if she would wear those <laughs> iced out Buffs. I think for Cade too. I think I need a pair of Buffs. Played at Oklahoma State, right? Could have gone into the draft nonchalant and maybe just gone to the comfort zone drafted by Houston number two. Mm-hmm. But he came out and said, I want to be number one, and I don't want any consideration beyond that point. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about a player that's ready to come in and put in the work. Yeah, and I think sure. like what, what Ryan said was like, it's not about being cocky. It was about being, this is where I want to be. This is where I fit the best. And I, I think let's let's hit the, the next uh, – the next drop here, uh, this was post-draft, another another interview. I think national one here. Clip five, go. Um, you know, I know how much Hold on, can you pause it? Sorry. being number one. So basically what the, the question was going in was, uh, what will you bring to the Pistons and mix with the young core? Um, then we'll kind of get into that a little bit. And then uh, the, the next question, we have it all cut up for everybody. But will draft night be known as – Actually, I'll pause it after that. Go go for it here, and then I'll, I'll say the next question. You're really overthinking. Yeah, this. yeah. This is how I, you know how I work. Pick. I know how much you know responsibility a city will put on the guy that they take number one. But you know, I'm more than excited to take on those those tasks and and you know try to deliver to the city of Detroit. So you know, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Thank for the opportunity and and ready to get started. You know, last year. So you know, keep it keep it going. We'll get into like kind of how he mixes with the with the the rest of the team that's current. Had a great draft. I feel like um, you know getting two all rookie guys is is huge, um, and it's a great young core that they already have. Along with Killian Hayes, who coming off an injury, he's going to have a big year this year. So um, you know, I'm excited to be able to join that young core and, and grow together with them. I think that's the biggest thing. I want to you know, hop right in and, and contribute to, you know, the mentality that they go into games with. They want to defend. They want to play hard. And that's what I want to come in and, and provide for them as well. I don't want to, you know, take a step back from from the mentality that the team has. Detroit Pistons has always been about, you know, grit and, and working for, you know, everything that they have. So um, you look back on the bad boys teams, Those that's what made those teams great. So, I want to. I want to try to bring that mentality to the team. I know that they already have young guys that have that mentality. And I feel like you know me just adding on will only take us to the next step. Perfect. So that's a, that's a good place to stop. And the fact that he didn't come in and be like, "This is what I'm going to do. This is 
like my team now. Like he's like, I'm coming in and I'm joining a good group already. I'm and he talked. He named players. He talked about rookies, guys that are coming off their rookie year. He's naming by name, and like he was truly invested in this organization before they even picked he's him. Got a, he's got a head on his shoulders. He does. Yeah. He, he a maturity talk, level, a yeah, maturity level sure. that you weren't going to get in Jalen Green. Or a lot of these other guys. Well, sure. yeah. If you look back at recent draft picks and like big names in the NBA, young stars, their interviews are atrocious. They are. Just and, check Jalen Green. <laughs> and oh, I, I think of Trey Young too. Even in oh, college, yeah. like in post college, he's still a, a a very brutal interview mm. on any level. Whether it's his mother calling him to ask him how his day was, to <laughs> the reporters that are there in front of him, Kate Cunningham. Is composed and I think just yeah. speaks volume. Yeah, and to I, what we have there at number one, yeah. finally. Yeah, exactly. It's more I, than it, just a player. Yep. Yeah. It, it's a organization piece, and I love that about what what we're looking at here. And I love that he's ta- he he talked about what these guys are already doing and how he's he fits with what they're doing already. It's not like this is what I do, and this they're gonna follow me and. It's my team now, it, like, and I love that. Like that is huge. He's gonna walk into this locker room, which he already did now. But like, the, he, he has these guys respect already. You know what I mean? He didn't need to earn it, but the these words, whether he's blowing smoke or not, he's saying the right stuff, and that's huge. Well, you know what I mean? yeah, Dwayne Casey and Troy Weaver, the last two years, they they both have been just preaching uh, toughness. Like they they are going when they draft somebody, it's going to be about character. It's gonna be high quality men. That they're drafting, it's going to be guys that are competitive and then are out there to just work. And he fits all of that criteria, mm-hmm. and not not only just like some of the criteria. He's like number one on the list on all of that criteria because he was known at Oklahoma State for bringing a bad team around him. The best shooter on his team, besides him, hit like thirty two percent threes. <laughs> it was just brutal. They were not good shooters. They were pretty good athletes, but he he rose them up to be a top 25 team and a difference maker in the, in the tournament. Like that's that's the kind of player that he is and the way he described himself on the Pistons is perfect because this young core that we have is fun, it's it's impressive, but then you add Cade to it and it's like, "Whoa, hold like now it feels dangerous." Yeah. Now I feel like we've got the core and we don't need to keep adding young pieces. We have what we need to get it done. And just give us some time to figure this out. Yeah. So the the next part of the, the the next question. At first, I thought it was a little cheesy of a question. The guy was asking basically, will this night be remembered when the Pistons, as the, when the Pistons took Cade Cunningham, or when Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers? And I was like, oh, that's a stupid question. But then I like thought about it. And it actually makes good sense. And I loved his answer. If you can kind of resume that one. I think it would be Cade Cunningham's night that he got drafted by the Pistons because. You know, when people look back, that'll be the start of whenever the Pistons, you know, restored their franchise and, and you know, brought greatness back to the city. Um, and that's my whole goal stepping into Detroit is to, you know, bring, restore that, that city as far as, you know, they've already had championship teams. They've already, you know, witnessed greatness. And I want to be able to bring that back to the city. And that, just talking about the city. Talking about the greatness of the history, there's not a whole lot of teams that have multiple championships in the NBA. Pistons are one of them. He seems to know that, and he seems to be wanting to be part of the the next restore. You know what I mean? And and I think 
that's something that the the Dwayne Casey and uh, Troy Weaver have been preaching, and they've talked about restoring, not rebuilding. I know everybody gets cute when they're in the middle of a rebuild; they change the name and <laughs> all that good stuff. New but, word sounds better. Right? <laughs> trust, trust the process. Yeah, they're restoring a, a a classic car. You know, like that's probably what they're going for here. <laughs> also, I want to go back. Uh, motorcade, great nickname. Awesome. That is like whoever came up with that. It's the best. Is brilliant. <laughs> like I don't know where that came from, but. I wish I came up with it. So uh, I don't Didn't know. Did John have a good one? Uh, his was uh, the the goalie for the Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, what was that Casa one? or Cosa Blanca? Yeah, We need those T-shirts for a yeah. shout out. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You got Casa Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, I just love what this guy's saying. And, and let's just finish it up. So the, basically the last the last part of this clip, and then we'll talk a little bit more about him, were his thoughts on Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey and why he's excited to be a Piston. You know, more than anything, they're, they're locked in. And they're, you know, stuck on restoring them. Like that, I heard that so many times throughout my, my visit in Detroit, and it stuck with me just because, I mean, it makes sense, you know. And seeing the seeing the two guys that are leading that organization, as far as the head coach, general general manager, you know, having that type of motivation to to bring the team back. I mean, I know it's their job. I know that you know, technically they're supposed to feel that way. But to really feel the the genuine feel that I had from them, I mean, it meant a lot to me, and it gave me a different confidence going in because I know I'm gonna be in a good situation. You love it. It's perfect. Basketball, like off the court stuff, or on the court stuff aside, I love this pick. I, yeah. he is a perfect fit for what the Pistons are. And look, I'm, I'm not saying that the Pistons are going to go out and win a championship again the way that the Bad Boys did or the way that the Going Work Pistons did. I'm not sure that is championship worthy in this day and age. But it's still really cool, and like the fact that they're willing to to kind of do it a different way because they know they have to. Detroit's not going to be a uh, you know, a free agent destination. It's not going to be anything like that. Um, and, and But they're willing to commit to their ways and saying, like, hey, let's just do it. Let's do it and do it the way that the city likes it. Yeah. You know what if, I mean? If you, if you look at what Troy Weaver did in the last two years, I mean, the roster is completely unrecognizable from where, where we started. <clears throat> when he took this over, he turned the culture around first. He went with the the glue guys first. Isaiah uh, Stewart. Stewart, thank you yep. for finishing that. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, you know, Killian Hayes, even like a guy like Saban Lee, and then bringing in Jeremy Grant, the right guy for the right situation. Those guys are hardworking Detroit type of guys, and and so he did the the glue guys first, mm-hmm. and then and then just things worked out. You know, you can't, you can't just say that uh he's brilliant for getting the first overall pick there was some luck on our side too uh but when when you get the luck you take advantage of it and you you've got the foundation in place ahead of time and that's exactly what happened with him yeah so we just had uh detroit fan man ask is kate already the face of detroit sports with stafford gone and the tigers red wings both maybe uh you know not having any of the stars who else and love that you asked that question we're going to jump into that towards the end of the episode um, so please stick around for that, and we, we're going to talk about it. I, I mean, the answer is kind of yes. I think the answer can be yes. Can but be, I, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah Can yeah. be yes, but I don't want to crown a guy before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. But we I definitely want to get in that. Yeah. We want to know everybody's opinion on that as well. What does he well. think? 
Yeah, well, we'd love to know what you think, Detroit fan man. Love the name, by the way. That's great. That's, that is great. That is awesome. But, I mean, any more thoughts on Cade? Or do you just kind of start wanting to morph into what they, what they did with the rest of their draft? And, and I don't want to break down each player, obviously, because second-round picks aren't going to, you know, <laughs> be the what wins you a championship. But I think these it, names... It continues these the names, whole it, process. It, it continues the process, yeah. exactly. So let's get into wh- who they took next. Um, and there were some trades in there I don't want to get too too into, but... Mason Plumlee, um, man. Yeah, Mason Plum- Plumlee is gone. Gone. And basically we dropped in the draft to get rid of that salary. Yep. Uh, kind of confusing in the moment, but we, we understood it. But Makes the sense. 40s, uh, second overall, 12th pick in the second round. Let's uh, go. The Pistons took Isaiah Lillard. Let's go. Obviously a familiar name for, for uh, in the state of Michigan. I mean, whether you're a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan. Michigan basketball you know, winner, wasn't he, you know right? Who Isaiah Livers uh, is. Kalamazoo. So I, I don't expect this guy to make the team this year, personally, coming off the injury. It's a perfect, perfect thing to do. Send him to the G League team in, what is it, Wayne State now, or wherever that is. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what do we think about this pick? You guys seem pretty excited about it. I like it, I like him coming off the bench because he can, he can score from anywhere on the court on the NBA floor. Um, good frame. Uh, I just hope that his injury past is – you know, past behind <laughs> him is exactly yeah, let's, that. Let's yeah. remember what he was for the for the Wolverines because he was the most important player on that team, and sure. they, they, there were a lot of good, uh, high quality players on that team. But he was the glue that made everything happen. Yep. He was the six eight, six nine forward slash point guard who was the decision six, maker. Seven, two thirty. Oh, I hear six eight. Anyways, so <laughs> six, I'm going to say six eight. Six but he, he was the decision maker on the floor, the best shooter on the floor for them, the, the one that um, when things were when the shot clock was running down, they gave it to him so that the right decision would be made. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that would switch on defense and guard one through five for the Wolverines. He'll, he'll be more like a one through four um, in the pros, but he's, he's Draymond Green with the offensive tendency instead of the defensive tendency. Okay. To me, that's he's he's that kind of a guy. He's a, another one of those Cade Cunningham high IQ type of players. And let's not forget that uh, Beeline John Beeline is the player development uh, director or something, something like, like that, that for the Pistons yeah. right now. Yep. So he has the uh, the ability to just like he could praise Livers before before that draft pick and say, "Hey yeah. guys, hey, you need to get him high quality man. You're looking for a high quality man competitor." This is your guy, a yeah. glue guy, another glue, another guy, glue guy that yeah. fits with with what this this organization is doing. And, and I will say that uh, for me, I had my eye on three guys with this second round pick. I wanted either uh, Josh Christopher, who went in the first round. Okay. I wanted Isaiah Todd, who has high upside, but where not, did he end up going? He was the first pick of the second round. Okay. So I don't remember who actually had that pick. Was it Orlando or Sacramento? One of the two, I think. Yeah, something like that. Mo- yeah, moved in. Yeah, there. I don't remember who actually picked him up, but Could be he was gone before that pick as well. Okay. And the third guy that I really, really wanted with that second round was Isaiah Livers. Perfect. Yeah. No, I, Perfect. Look, obviously Michigan fan here. I'm going to throw my sweatshirt on if it gets cold. But I, sp- I, mean, I spilled <laughs> beer on it. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Yep. I've done it several times. Uh, no, but I, I love the pick basically just because he's a Michigan guy. Again, I don't know what kind of piece he'll be when this team's competing for a championship. He's or, a winner. Or whatever it is, but you never know. And, and I love having a guy like that. Um, and then, the, so the 52nd pick, they took another familiar face, with at least for Big Ten fans, Luca Garza. What do you think about that pick? I, I love it. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. I hated 
playing against him yeah. in Big Ten basketball. I wasn't on the floor, but uh, as a Michigan fan, I <laughs> uh, hated seeing him take the floor. Uh, big frame. He can throw him in. He can eat up some minutes. He can uh, maybe use up a, a few fouls on, on like a, a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo or uh, uh, you know uh, Joel Embiid in the yeah. Eastern Conference. And the guy can score again from anywhere on the floor. He's got a legitimate jump shot from three. He does. So so real quick, he won AP Player of the Year last year. He won yep. the Wooden Award. He's two time Player of the Year in the Big Ten. And he fell to fifty two. All time Big Ten fifty two. Something. Two times cons- consensus double A, whatever that means. He won the Nasmith Award, whatever that is. Nays- oh, all American makes sense. Yeah. And then two times all Big Ten team. I yeah, mean, this is a stud in college. You don't get many college careers better than what he just he just did. Especially yeah. in arguably the toughest like college conference, like at at his peak, at his prime. Yeah, yeah. I just think and you you said at fifty second overall pick, and you're getting you're getting a winner. In a, a basketball player with the confidence level that he has at 52, are you kidding me? And yeah, national player of the year, six eleven, six eleven size. He he looks like a perfect player to come in and come, you know, have have a a big part in year one. It's not going to be like the biggest minutes or anything like that, yeah. but like clutch so, moments and like like I think like you said, there's like put him on somebody, guard him. Get better at defense because your shooting's not going to go away, right? Well, so it, if you can get it, yeah. him to focus on the 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 other side of the game, he could come and turn into a really good player in this league. Well, and, and the tendency in NBA right now is make your offense better than your defense because okay. because if you outscore the other team, you can control that all the time. You can't necessarily control a, an amazing, great score and, and an amazing night that they have. So that's kind of the, the tendency that we're seeing with Kelly Olenek getting signed. I know we'll get into that a little bit. But same thing with Luka Garza. Yeah, he's got some flaws on defense. He doesn't have the quickest feet. But he is like good luck guarding him because he knows how to score. Yeah, He's never been the most athletic guy on the floor. In college, he was not the most athletic. He wasn't even close. But he can shoot, and he's got a deadly three-pointer. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. He can, he's got great footwork around the rim. He's a great finisher. He's tough. He's a winner. And I think with his first press conference, it said it all. He, he thanked the Detroit Pistons for giving him a chance. And he said, that's all I've ever that's all I needed. That's all I've ever needed is a chance. So yeah. I'm really excited to go out there and prove myself. That is the attitude. And he already won and proved himself in college, but that's exactly the attitude that these guys have been preaching about getting in the draft, high quality, high character guys that are winners uh, that can contribute on the floor for sure. But, but locker room is very important. They got him. They got Luca Garza, the perfect Lou guy again. Yeah. They can come in, score, and that was a big thing for the Pistons last year off the bench. They had, they were terrible uh, with their reserve scoring, so he gives them an extra punch in that regard. Mason Plumlee out, Luca Garza in. I love it. Yeah, and in a cheaper cheaper way as well. I mean, love getting guys in there that you can afford. Like Plumlee, cleared space. This guy comes in, you don't lose a whole lot. Yep. It seems like, and I feel like the upside of, of a guy like Luca Garza is massive. Absolutely massive because the way he can shoot, and I think like that's something that you can't teach. A big guy like that usually isn't shooting the way he did at Iowa in in a good conference like the Big Ten. Yeah, you think Brooke Lopez is 
an amazing athlete at this point in his career. <laughs> no, but he can shoot and he's a good basketball player. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not going to look at all the stats on how many attempts he took from three, but 44% from three for a guy that's 6'11 is speaking pretty good volume in a season where he put up a lot of points. Uh, he made 50 or more, I think. And he He's shooting uh, 100 threes in a year. I mean, that's not a fluke. He plays like a madman on the court, too. Like, I wouldn't want to get in his way if I'm smaller than him. And if I'm bigger than him, I have to bully him. Yeah, and, well, yeah. and you look at Nikola Jokic uh, in the seasons that he's been having. He's not a phenomenal athlete, but he knows how to play basketball. He's Lu- the one that just won the MVP? Yeah. yeah. Luka Doncic, same thing. He's not a phenomenal athlete, but but these guys that know how to play, that make good decisions, he had a little bit of that decision-making role at Iowa as well. So when he was getting double teamed, he was finding the right guy. So he's smarter than he looks, he's better than he looks, and he's motivated. That's awesome. So I, I honestly had no idea who this this fifty uh, seventh overall pick, twenty seventh in the second round, uh, Balza Koprovic Vicia. Koprovica. Is, is he worth talking about, or, or is this something that like? What did you think about him? I would say the only thing that's probably worth bringing up is he's a he actually has very good feet. He moves around the the court really really well. He's he's a good finisher, dunker, from, pick from and roll. Nice. Yeah, uh, and former he, Yugoslavia. He also played with Cade Cunningham in high school. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think that's the highlight on the sh- on the show sheet is where he went to high school. Montverde Academy is a top three powerhouse in high school basketball. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. When I saw the last name, I thought he was from overseas. He definitely <laughs> is. Well, yeah, he's, he from, is. he's from Serbia, he is. Yeah. but he oh. decided to take he's from up Belgrade. He took up English. Then he came over English, English as a second language. Well, that, that's a plus. Well, another comment here: Check out Luca Garza's weight loss. He's barely recognizable. I haven't, I haven't checked that out. But I, heard, I heard he was trying to get more, a little bit more nimble. Yeah. Move those feet a little more. That that would be that would be great I mean, to see. A, he was a big boy to be. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. So, so so what does this draft class tell you? Obviously, Cade, back the to, big the big piece here. Back to back, but just. Back-to-back years. Yeah. Back-to-back years. Rushed just, it. Yeah. And Trey Weaver, dude, that guy, he knows what he's doing. He he talks about drafts. He, he says he wants to go in there and attack the draft, and he wants to win the draft and dominate the draft, and he's done it two years in a row, like what you're saying. And that, that's awesome. I, I feel like what this guy's doing is is incredible. Absolutely love it. A couple more moves that he's made. Um, Corey Joseph agreed to a two-year $10 million deal. Trey Lyles agrees to a – uh, two year, five million. But Kelly, Olenek, uh, Olenek, yeah. got the big. I mean, that's a decent amount of money there. Two, three years, thirty-seven million dollars. That's the one that you wanted to kind of talk about here, right? Yeah, I mean, he he plays a lot like Luke Garza. Actually, I think he's going to bring a lot of the same uh, offensive value. He's he's a stretch five or four. He shoots the, the three ball really well. He actually averaged almost twenty points a game last year for the Rockets when he was playing. Um, and so that's why his salary may, may be a little higher than people were expecting. But, man, you look at what the salaries are going for these this free agency. What did Steph get today? It's insane. It's like over $50 million a I year for like four years. I think he got like 57 or something, wasn't it? Almost yeah. $57 million. For well, and he's not the only one. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Lowry signed a big one, too. Yeah. It's just like, man, he's he's not flashy whatsoever. He's but on the downside of his career. Here's 90 mil to come down to Miami. Jeez. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it was too rich. It was actually a good use of the money. And I would also say that um, – it gives them the the depth that they didn't have with Mason Plumley leaving. So you, so not everything's on Luca Garza and and Koprovica to figure it out early on. Uh, Kelly Olynyk can be a, that stable factor, and if it's not working out, trade him. I mean, he's going to have a tradable salary in the end. Um, a very comparable contract to what we gave Mason Plumley too, and we get a younger guy that is 
offensively more versatile. So much, he, yeah, he, so he, much he's, better. He's a little scrappy on defense. Some might say he's borderline dirty uh, defender. He can stay in front of people, though. He's got quick feet. But I'd rather have that on my team than have to face that any 100%. day. Of the week. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you look at where he came from, the Celtics and the Heat. He's used to winning. He knows what it takes to be a playoff team. And, and I think with the group that they brought back with Corey Joseph, him, and, and who, was the, who was the last guy they picked up? In the draft? Oh, uh, no, the Trey Lyles. So I think oh, yeah. the key with those three veterans that they just signed is that they're not going to hinder the development of the young players at all. They're there to support. Love they're, that. They're, they're there to fill minutes and teach them what it means to be a pro without getting in the way of their development, though. And I think it's, it's a brilliant signing again. Brilliant meaning get out of your own way. You've done. You've laid the foundation. Now just fill in gaps with, with key veterans to make because uh, you're never going to win with just a, a super young team. You need veterans. So you got the right guys that are not going to hold anybody back. Is, is Koprovitz, is he really young too? Yeah. How, I think how old is he? I think he's 19, yeah. Nice. That's always good too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what they're doing, you have, I feel like, a vision, a foundation here. It's not going to change overnight. Is that is that fair to say? Like, people are talking competing for the for the playoffs and competing for the division. And I'm just like, I look at it. I'm like, man, I'd almost rather stay patient. Let kind of things fall. Let's get another, you know, top ten pick. Maybe if if things don't work out like this year, we don't need to. Like, let, let's develop and not overstep. You know what I mean? Like, hurt ourselves for the future. Like, we we have another really good chance to. To fall, like let's let's say you do get, do good in the lottery, get a ten, top ten pick. You could add another piece, the the right piece that fits what this organization is doing, and you're not going to do that any other way than through the draft or trade. And I feel like I look at it and like stay patient, don't be too aggressive, don't expect too much for this team. It's going to be fun. I I agree, hundred percent. I think let's if you calm so, it down a little bit too, at the same time. So at the end of this year, Blake Griffin's contract is 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 gone. So yep. that's thirty million dollars that we get to spend spend in free agency. That's a really good veteran contract. Uh, we could lure somebody in if they like the the future of the, the the Pistons. It is it it is a little bit scary thinking about going a little bit too fast because if we bring in a guy that's going to be a ball dominant veteran at the wrong time that could take away from Cade and Killian and, and the group that we have right now. Exactly. And so is it I'm really okay. worth going from a 10 seed to a, a four seed and not really truly contending for a, a championship? Right. So it, it might be worth getting the guys when they're a little bit more in their prime, maybe 24 years old, 25 years old, going to get the veteran when they're already established. They're not developing their game. They know they figured out the NBA at this point. Mm. They don't they don't have any more questions. Now it's just time to start winning like a Devin Booker this year. Yeah. Like Chris Paul's not taken away from Devin Booker at this point. But if he got there too early, he might have. Mm-hmm. So And I feel like that's what the the Pistons need to do is like just stick to the plan. Don't try to overstep. Don't try to be something you're not yet. Just be patient. And I and I trust and I think Troy the Weaver. Fans need to be patient too. Right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. Trust in Troy Weaver is is another a, a big thing about this. Another GM that I think I mean we we can trust all of our GMs right now. Obviously the Lions are to be determined. We'll get into some Tigers talk here soon. Um, but the GM side is, it's looking promising on, in all fronts. I, th- I think, um, I, do you guys want to give a quick, quick grade of our, our first drink that we were doing? Obviously it's gone. I go pee at some it's point. gone by now, but yeah, just don't go behind me anymore. Like we usually <laughs> okay. do. Cause you're, yeah. you'll be in the shot, but let, let, let's grade our first one. Kyle, can you remind us what we were drinking over there? Do you, 
Do you have the can? The rum punch. No. Was it the rum punch? Rum punch. I'll go rum first. Punch. I'll go right, first. Yeah, I'm, I'm volunteering to go first. You can go first. Yeah. What, what did you think about the rum punch? Uh, you know what? I don't think it was actually too sweet. Was it sweet? Yeah, of course it was. But it was again. I I I don't don't you're like calling it when Kyle a liar. Well, no, because I I get what he's saying because he's sensitive to that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate all kinds of sweets. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Other than it's me. a strong word. <laughs> right. Very yeah. sensitive. So I I don't think. Uh, it was too syrupy for me. I, I do like sweeter drinks here and there too. So I, I just appreciated that it didn't taste like you were drinking uh, sugar water. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So what was your? What would you give it a zero to ten grade? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven two. Seven two. Kyle, you dis you don't, dis you yeah, don't make me grade this hard. No, I mean this part of the, the part of the, the show, man. That's, that's how it works. Um, I mean, but it's it can just be a not little. something I would ever buy or drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, and that's why we love you, Kyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm weird that allegedly. way. Allegedly, uh, I think you should average on you you three score. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Look, I, it wasn't you... my my favorite either. To be honest with you. Yeah. It, it, well, we've only had one of four. Yeah, so. I mean, we got we got some work to do, and we're gonna have to zoom through these here soon. Right. Uh, I. <laughs> They'll probably get better because we are gonna have to zoom through. <laughs> exactly. Zoom, 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 what what was Ryan's grade on that? Seven two. Seven two. I I think that's about right. I would go yeah. more of like a a seven zero. Sure. And it's it, it's nothing against the, you know, copper craft. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty dang good score actually. But it's like, I don't know. It, I would drink it. I would I would drink it all day, if I if I had to, yeah. or if I wanted to as well. I could see where it would get dangerous, drinking too many. Of sure, them. that is very true. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the flavor was maybe in a way like a little bit overpowering, but now that the glass is empty, uh, it's it's been pretty enjoyable. I'm gonna shoot with a seven five. All right, there you go. And try nice. To, try to bump up that Kyle average. Kyle, did you even grade it? No, you're not. just not going. You're just I'm gonna not pass. Going to. <laughs> okay, no, I, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but for the people, that, so it looks like we have some new viewers, new commenters, and and I just want to shoot, you know. Let you guys know we appreciate you guys joining us live. Yeah. Um. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it. All of that good stuff. I mean, the, the podcast will come out tomorrow. Um. But we love that you guys are part of it now and give your thoughts. I mean, we're just a bunch of guys, bunch of fans here, right? And we just want people to. We're the same as you guys. We're just talking sports, drinking beer and or spirits, all that good stuff. So, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Stay to my sports. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow morning. So, uh, we'll transition now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. And we do it live every time, so you get and those goofy that's things. the end of the transition. No cuts. Yeah, so <laughs> this is a transition. And it's time to transition. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, again, appreciate it. We want to know what you guys are talking about and like or thinking and, and we'll read all the all your comments the best that we can. But uh, we did want to touch on some Detroit Red Wings now. Um, the question them, for this them. this segment and all of these uh, viewers that we got is: What kind of season do you expect for the Detroit Red Wings? I kind of go back and forth. I feel like they could have got very aggressive here. Yeah, thank um, you, John. But at Sam's, the same time, Sam's way off here. Oh yeah, we got to yeah, good good call. We got to get some uh, get get the next one poured here. What are we what are we moving on to? Is is the question? What is that one? We're going to move on to the iced tea They're lemonade. This is, I don't even see them. They're everywhere, man. This <laughs> is the one that uh, Kyle's very excited about. I actually was. I said, oh, if I can pick one, can I pick that one? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, anyways, we're going to talk some Detroit Red Wings as John's pouring for us. What a 
Bro, um, look at this look guy. Look at this guy. He's going to be perfect. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, I, I don't know what oh, to think. They butter. kind of set it, set it, set themselves up to, to be aggressive if they wanted to be or be patient. And it looks like as these signings c- keep coming in and trades, it seems like it's more patient. So, real quick, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, he got a new deal. Uh, two years, 4.75. He was a restricted free agent. Uh, they avoided arbitration, which is which is nice to see. Um, you got you got to keep keep this guy part of the organization. He's big part of this uh, rebuild, um, but at the same time, only two years. It, you're not over committing to to somebody either. Uh, Pia Suter, I really like this guy. Two years, three point two five million. He's twenty five. I, I think it's Pius. P i u s Suter. Pius. Uh, two years, three point two five million dollars. Twenty five years old. I mean. He's a smaller guy, still 5'11", but a good skater. He scored 14 goals, 13 assists, and 55 games with Chicago his rookie season. He got a hat-trick, actually, against the Red Wings, and it was his first three career goals, which is is, uh, pretty cool uh, that he gets to come over here. That signing, and that was projected for for a little bit. Like Everybody that I was reading was saying, watch out for this one. This is going to be not necessarily an aggressive play by the Red Wings, but... A, a smart play kind of fits what Eisman's been doing with the Robbie Fabry trades. Um, what was the other Jacob Rana trade? All those types. It's like under the radar type guys. In, in uh, kind of the way uh, the Golden Knights drafted and were contenders. It wasn't you know sexy. It, it wasn't the big names, but they fit like a bunch a lot of high of, quality. A lot of high quality guys that weren't getting their chance yet. And seeing how they gelled together, and that's what I think Eiserman's starting to do here, especially with with Suter, and and we'll we'll get Verona part of it, and we'll get uh, you know Fabry, like you got a young core here of maybe guys that shouldn't be, you know, top six forwards in on a contending team, um, but if you have enough of them that you can kind of make it work. Let's see It'll what be really interesting yeah. to see how, how it happens. Um, Mitchell Stevens, they traded for him. They gave up a sixth-round pick, I, I believe it was. He's on a one-year deal, .737. I, I looked at him as, as kind of a fourth-line guy. Um, doesn't lose his – unless he kind of loses his job to, to a younger forward or prospect out of camp. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Uh, looks like we got some – is it that is it that court? What, what's going on here, guys? Is it me? I don't know. Probably. It's always yeah. me somehow. Just hold that the rest of the show, John. And <laughs> just unplug it until we get... I don't know what's is going on. Is this thing buzzing or something? Yeah. yeah, it is. If you had headphones on, you would know that. Um. Anyways, I mean, they, they got this guy, but he was also... He's only 24 years old. He's still young. Uh, and he was drafted by Eisman, number 33 overall with Tampa Bay. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of fall into place and kind of be... Uh, you know, more of a Robbie Fabry guy that didn't fit with St. Louis in the moment, but was a good piece. You know what I mean? And I, I'll be interested to see what this guy turns into. They also re-signed Sam Gagne. I just look at him more of a placeholder. And then Luke Witkowski, who, who's the Holland native, um, he returns for a two-year deal. It's a two-way contract. Um, could play some in, in GR. Um, yeah, I remember but, watching but, him yeah, in GR. Like, he's a, well, I don't Scrappy. know if he played in Tough, uh, did he play in I don't know if he played yeah, in he, he, he spent some time in the Oh, yeah. He yeah. was the one that got, like, 
uh, suspended for a few years, or not years, a uh, few games. Wow, that's uh, been bad. Uh, wow. Got in some <laughs> fights. He? <laughs> he, like, went off the ice and then came back on after you got kicked out and got in some trouble with oh, that. Geez. But, yeah, this guy, he'll be important for a team like this. You know, you got to have somebody like that. What's a two-way deal? It means he can play both Red Wings or Griffins. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, it's yeah. more like a minor league contract that they can be flexible with. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So, uh, did the did the Wings get a goalie? They did. All? Yeah. So in the draft pick, or, or no? You're talking about the trade. Yeah. So we didn't get your your opinion on on the moves last week. You know, the draft and and Nedeljkovic. Well, I was that actually was the big goalie. The yeah. big goalie name there. I was actually uh, I was listening to Darren McCarty talk about the Wings and and Eiserman, and he said that um, he was actually waiting for Eiserman to pull the trigger on. Goalies, yeah, and then once the goalie was taken care of, that's that's what what his trigger was for, um, kind of knowing where they were at within the rebuild. Okay, so that that was like his benchmark for knowing if we were getting closer or not. So at, at this point, they've now invested in goalie in two different ways, right? They signed and drafted. Well, they traded for traded, right? Yep. Okay, and they traded for Dedelkovich, who was part. I think he was. Top three, maybe in rookie of the year uh, consideration for the, for Carolina. They traded for him, but then they did also draft. Uh, was it fifteenth overall? Could we get the number wrong there? Um, for uh, what was the guy's name, John? This they is what you always the, know. Casa Blanca. Yeah, Cosa or Casa or whatever. Yeah, uh, the American out dude. of the WHL. Yeah, no, uh, Canadian. Oh, Canadian. Sorry. Yeah, North America. But, but it was him versus the Swedish. Uh, goalie. Yes, yep. And they picked, they picked they picked the Canadian. The Canadian first, yeah. Which he had a better year, I he guess. He did. He had a great year. I think it was like fourteen and one or something, or seventeen and one or something crazy. Yeah, crazy numbers uh, in his league. But either way, that was kind of the benchmark that Darren McCarty was using for knowing, getting into Steve Eiserman's mind to see if they had the the, uh, the pieces that he thought when they were ready to start investing in a goalie, because yeah. that was maybe one of the last um, chips that they need to fill is the goalie, and they're not going to waste picks if, if they're still forwards away or centers away or or defensemen away like if if that's what they needed to invest in they wouldn't have gone goalie but because he felt he felt like that they had enough pieces in place okay. now now they can start progressing with wins and that's fair to say and i, I feel like so I, I almost questioned it but then i started thinking about the players that we have in place that's already on the red wings you have the guys that i already mentioned fabry you still have larkin i'm not a big larkin guy um at least to be your, your centerpiece um Fabry, Larkin, Vrana, uh, Rasmussen, and then you got in, uh, you know, Suter kind of fits that same mold. So it's like you have those pieces, so you don't need to overload your minor league system. I mean, you look at the minor league system, it, it's not pretty. So I would disagree with that with, with McCarty. Yeah, but they've got good pieces in the minor league system. But they have good pieces at least on the back end. And you can buy forwards year after year after year, or you can yeah. trade for one. You know what I mean? So, like, I get that. It's like, so... I don't see exactly where the timeline stands. I still look at it as they're being very patient, and they're kind of still in that middle ground. They're not ready to to go in yet and, and um, try to contend, but they're also in a position that they can pull the trigger if they're like, hey, we struck gold with X, Y, and Z, so let's bring in A, B, and C and make this thing happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So I don't necessarily see it as the timeline that McCarty may have said, I, I wish I would have listened to that. What, what, was that a podcast? That, that was Woodward Sports. To? Woodward Sports. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe I've never shared one. Have you? No. Uh, <laughs> you know the answer. 
You know, I don't speak Spanish. He, he doesn't even have the app. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's got to download it. So I don't see how how it fits. Like I don't see. Yeah, I don't see it yet. But I can see either way. Either way, you know what I mean. You can go. Whatever direction Eisman chooses, and that's where I, I'm comfortable in that. I think I think he's probably Eisenman banking Eisenman on some of these younger guys working out um, and thinking that the, they're part of the trade or part of the chips that that's going to be rebuilding this. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see um, how how some of these players develop, um, and then you know Lucas Raymond will he will he get a sniff in the NHL? I I don't know. It'd be awesome. It would be it would be awesome. You saw other guys that were drafted in the same draft get chances. I don't know if Lucas Lucas Raymond's there yet, but I think Eisman will be the one that that'll tell us. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Man, that, a lot happened <laughs> in the last week and a half or so. Uh, and the other thing that happened was the the Detroit Tigers or MLB trade deadline passed. Um, Daniel Norris was traded uh, to Milwaukee for Reese Olson. Olson is a 22 year old, has a 4.3 ERA, uh, 35 walks, 79 strikeouts, over 69 innings, 14 starts. He's in the high lit, high high A ball. Um, not even on their their top thirty prospects. So, but I mean, look, this is exactly what I I kind of went into going into the trade deadline. We don't have enough that you're gonna get top guys. It's not anything. It was a move. I'm happy that we made a move. Um, yeah, maybe if the Cubs just didn't trade like a, every piece they have, maybe that you it would know, look Jonathan Scope different. would be yeah a little more valuable. They they traded everyone. They traded every single that player. Blew my freaking mind. What yeah. Javier Baez. Uh, Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo. holy Man. cow! Great, they absolutely blew it up, and I feel like they probably passed the Tigers in rebuild mode by going, "Uh, we're rebuilding." No, we're still we're gonna be maybe <laughs> they're maybe. I mean, the prospects they got in return are pretty solid. It sounds like. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know. Yeah, I mean, you never you never know. Yeah, Chris um, Bryant was a solid prospect. Do you know anything about uh this this Reese guy, or is he just I, you is know he what just going to be a piece? Yeah, I haven't really looked league into league him. I know yeah. I know he's got good swing and miss stuff. Um, he's got he's got what like seventy nine Ks and sixty nine innings pitched, so yeah. over nine per per nine in in a ball. Um, but swing and miss stuff is still swing and miss stuff. These are professional hitters that are missing his pitches. Yeah, so that's good to see. But um, I. I don't know. It's too early to tell. I I could I should look at his his tape a little bit, and then I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about what I actually think about him. Yeah. Um. But you know the fact that this was the only trade I think is the real story here. Yeah, it, I agree, and it, it, I'm not saying that you should have moved scope for for absolutely nothing. But at the same time, he's an expiring deal. He's he's got Boris as his his agent, and that's really my the biggest name for me is is scope. The type of year he's had, he should have brought more value. And the fact that Avila didn't turn him into something bothers me a lot. And obviously I'm a big, I, I, I think I hate on Avila probably more than I probably should. You, you kind of call me out on that. You kind of keep me humble in that way, like, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it's still disappointing. You signed him on a one-year deal for that reason. You you signed him on a one-year deal so he could have a good year. He He checked his base. He did his part. And you didn't capitalize on it, and that right there is disappointing to me. I, there is not a signing that he made, one-year, two-year deals, Urena, Grossman, 
scope. I think the bigger name signings that he'd brought in to flip, he didn't do it. And that's concerning to me. And another I I don't want to say he screwed the pooch necessarily on, on this trade deadline because I don't think the market was out there. But it's also his job to create some kind of market. So what do you think about not making any other moves? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to think of it. I It makes me think that uh, they believe they're closer than I think they are. It makes me think that you know they're buying into this this winning that they've been doing over the last month and a half, two months. Yeah. I mean, th- they've been one of the better teams in they've, baseball. They've had a winning record in May, June, and July. Yes, and they've been one of the better teams in baseball for three months. Mm-hmm. And and it's not even that close. Like they're up in the in the upper tier in baseball in those last three months. But as but as people we're not that sold. Sit here and watch. Every single game, or pay attention every single game, it's a mirage, right? Yeah, I just don't know if their plan is to keep Scope happy for for getting him for next year, or if I mean, I, I that's like the unknown. That's I like unknown. what Scope's doing. Is all, he on a two-year deal? Is he is he expiring? No, Grossman was on the two-year deal. Okay, Scope was on the one-year deal. So you're going to he he looks at it as you're going to overpay for me eventually, and that that hurts. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd be okay with re-signing him because I, I like what he's done on this team. I think he's been a great piece to what this team is right now. But he's not going to be a piece when this team's contending. And if, you, if you're if you not careful, you're going to be overpaying for a guy that's not really a great second baseman, that's not really a great first baseman, and probably not that great enough of a DH. Like... I like what he's doing now. Yeah. He's great to watch as a Tigers fan, but is he really going to be good to have? It's hard to see where he fits long-term with this because they're building off of their pitching staff. You know, we've been waiting for their pitchers to come up. The the pitchers are all in the bigs. I mean, Matt Manning's in the bigs Mm -hmm. now. Um, Alex Fajardo and and maybe some of those other guys, if they get there, great. They can fill some gaps. Yeah. But we have our young Joey pitchers. Joey is another one that yeah, I yeah. think could kind of sneak in. But we have our we have our pitchers that are filling uh, or, or getting their start. They're getting their feet wet right now, currently. Yeah. So I get that that we, we want to start bringing talent in, but we're we're at the trade deadline, so it just it doesn't make logical sense to not make a move right now. Thinking about the next two to three years with these young pitchers when they start to like Casey Mize is figuring it out. Oh yeah, he's looking great. He's looking so he's. He's, he's yeah. Like, I like so him over the next three years, if he keeps this up, yeah, you know he he's one of the better pitchers in baseball. And uh, uh, Tarek Skubal, I'm a huge believer in Tarek Skubal. Mm-hmm. I think with with those two guys and then the, the other young pitchers, I'm okay. I I love the fact that we're going to start investing in this team, but it with the expiring contracts, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, let's it, keep getting value while they're valuable. And it, it didn't even have to be like value necessarily to me like just get something you know like because something can turn into a piece later on it's better than nothing it's better than nothing yeah exactly and he's going to walk for nothing or are you going to overpay for him in the offseason one or the other and and that's i mean you are walking a a tightrope a little bit with continuing development of the the you know, just the mindset of these young players and mm-hmm. getting them into a winning mentality. So maybe in their mind they're like, okay, we're paying Jonathan Scope for the winning 
investment for all of our young players. Like if that's yeah. if that's their goal, then and, I can see the rationale at least. <laughs> and that's what's hard about being a fan is we don't know. We we don't yeah. have answers to that. We we won't. Yeah, <laughs> and we never have answers from from this organization. Yeah, really until I mean, kind of breaking news today was <laughs> that it was awesome. Chris Illich came out today and he, he said he supports Avila and his team's approach and uh, understanding the desire to get high-end players, and it could be as early as this winter. That's something that Chris Illich has never come out and said as an owner. He's He hasn't really said much, if anything, at all. Yeah. And th- that right there tells me, you freaking better spend money this winter. You're not going to get... Like, this This organization, like, t- probably top seven TV market, right? Yep. Top... Seven owner value, probably. They're not a small market. They're Detroit's not a, not a small, small market. They're not a small market. And they have fans that show up when you put a good pro, uh, product on the field. Yeah. Saying something like this, and you don't put a good product on the field next year, Ooh. you are, you will piss off a lot of so, very loyal fans in this yeah. city. And yeah, that so. right there tells me you freaking better and... <laughs> so you do better you spend it right. So do too. you invest three hundred million dollars in Carlos Correa? Over the, I, I guess I want to look at it as, you know, be quite the per investment. year, per year. I want to, I want to know what they're willing to spend. You know what I mean? Because what are they like twenty, twenty fourth, twenty sixth? I think in payroll currently, and eighty or not eighty percent of it, but a good chunk of that. Like I think, I think I heard that I uh, Miguel Cabrera makes. What thirty four, thirty seven million dollars? The rest of the team makes forty five. Wow! So, are you willing to take what you have here? Like, let's just say Cabrera, you're you're going to pay for itself basically because of the milestones and the the fun stuff that Miguel Cabrera brings to a team. But start investing. There's no reason the Detroit Tigers should not be a top ten payroll in this league because the Illiches have the money. The, the Detroit fans support your team. You're bringing in three million plus fans several years ago when they were contending. You're making your money back easily. There's no reason they shouldn't be a top ten uh, thing. So right. if you're going to move from twenty four to say top ten, I'm looking at hundred million dollars a year. Show me. You know what I mean? Don't say something without showing me. I want. I don't want to see you getting a twenty million dollar guy. Or two $20 million guys. Go all in. Like, this is your chance to bring in three, four pieces that allow to slow the the rebuild necessarily. You know, give Torkelson and Riley Green there and Dylan Dingler. Yeah, let him hit sixth let in the them kind of, seventh. Yeah, or just let them stay in the minors and actually truly develop. And don't get me wrong, I, don't, I would rather see them up. But, you know what I mean? Like, give them the opp- opportunity. Yeah, isn't this funny about, like... If we were to play the same, it, talking Tigers baseball last year or two years ago on this podcast with Trav talking about the Tigers, like we were, we've been so mad as a as a as fans with the Tigers about you know not spending money in free agency yeah. and go get some go at least make us competitive. But but now is the right time. Yes, and that's and that's the difference is if you start spending random money like like what the Pistons did for years. On Brandon Jennings and yeah. and Allen Iverson and was, and Blake Griffin and just a waste yeah. of time. It's just a waste of time. So yeah. you you invest your money when the time is right, when you have the talent to make it worth your money, and 
now is the time when the pitchers, the young pitchers that we invested in early on and hit on early on, uh, Casey Mize is up, Matt Manning, you know, Tarek Skubal, these guys are your core. When the core is ready, that's when you invest your money. Yep. And so I, I applaud the Tigers for having a terrible team until then. Yeah. Because well, I, because I, it's not easy to do. When your fan base is mad at you, it's not easy to just ignore them. Yep. But, but they knew that this was the right thing for the franchise, so... I applaud them for being bad. The as biggest much, key, as bad as that sounds. The, sorry, you I, was, to, I was just gonna say that's that's why I applaud what the Cubs did. Just I think blowing too it up. long, too many professional teams, and it doesn't always matter what sport. Wait too long to blow it up. Now maybe mm. the Cubs went too far, but too many teams try to play this game with the yeah. Allen Iverson, the Blake Griffin. You're not good. Yeah, you don't have a core. It's time to your bottom of the barrel. I, or not bottom of the barrel, maybe, but you need to blow it up. Being mediocre doesn't help anybody. It You're doesn't. not gonna, especially long term. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And that's what the Pistons were going through exactly. Um, but I think the biggest piece that um, this organization has brought in that has ex- escalated this uh, rebuild is AJ Hinch. And 100%. I said that a couple weeks ago. Like the fact that you have AJ Hinch, you need to show him that you're willing to spend money. You need to show him that. Because what he's doing with this garbage team, for, for the lack of a better term, is getting the attention of every single baseball organization right now. And if you're not careful, he will jump ship to somebody that's willing to invest in winning. And that's what I feel like Avila knows, and I feel like that's what Avila, that's what Chris Illich has, Illich has proven here, is they know that all right, they struck gold by getting a guy like A.J. Hinch, and feelings aside, Kyle, great manager. Um, <laughs> and if so you're not take careful, advantage of it. take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. You you might be underpaying him. I'm saying A.J. Like, Hinch, Carlos Correa, there's boom. a connection there. This is the time, and it's not just Correa. It, Correa it's Verlander. It's a, There's a, got to be a couple more pieces that fit. People want to go play for a guy like A.J. Hinch, and you hear it in interviews. This guy is, is awesome, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. And... AJ Hinch, his positivity trumps my negativity for Avila. AJ, and my yeah, untrust for Avila. AJ Hinch was fired and didn't throw anybody <laughs> under the bus when he <laughs> maybe like should a, have. He definitely yes. could have, and he maybe should have. Hinch is no snitch. He took it. He took it for all of those Boston's players. Manager, I know. Yeah. He took <laughs> it for all of them. Yeah, and people respect him for that. Yeah, as much as they might uh, rag on him for. Cheating? No, they know. They know he he was not the 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 source of everything that was going on, but he he wore it when nobody else did. Yeah. One more one more thing that I want to get into with the Tigers was was Eric Haas. I mean, very cool thing that, that he won uh, AL Rookie of the Month. And I'm curious if you guys, Kyle, you probably wouldn't wouldn't know. Actually, you might. Um, just gave a hint. So he won Player of the Month, and that was the first Tiger since 2010. Can yep. you guys name? Who it was? Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell, 2010. <laughs> no, that would be the a rookie of the month. Oh, rookie of the month in 2010, and he won it for two months in 2010. I'm assu- it must be a, I, I, uh, uh, Chris Shelton. Point, no, oh. at some point it was a Yankee. I'm assuming he was a Yankee at one point. Uh, 2010. So my Curtis, my brain Curtis Granderson. No, my brain went right to Wait, um, no. Michael Fulmer. How didn't he win? Rookie of the month, but he won Rookie of the Year. That blew like he didn't yeah. win Rookie of the Month once, but he won Rookie of the Year. But it wasn't even Michael Fulmer. That's crazy. 2010. Yeah, 2010. Come on, guys. Um, he was a Yankee. That's a big hint. 
after, obviously. And he won two. He won back-to-back. He won back-to-back months. Yeah. What? What position? Right field. What? (laughs) I just keep hearing the crickets. Brandon Bosch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh my gosh. Remember that guy? Oh, my gosh. Brandon Bosch. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Bosch? I thought that was interesting. I was more shocked that it wasn't Fulmer. That was the biggest thing for me. But I guess I never would have it's tough that, for a pitcher to get a month. Me, me neither. Yeah, player of the month thing. But, I mean, good for Eric Haas. I mean, AL Rookie of the Month, first target since 2010, like I said. Um, he, I mean, he, he seems to be a legit player right now. I love what he's doing. He's athletic. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm curious real quick, um, what, what do you think about him? Is he a piece for this organization, or is he a little too old to be considered? Because I think he's, what, 27-year-old rookie or something? I no, he's not too old. 27? I mean, I get that that's maybe a little older than a, a standard rookie, but I go back to my time in college. It's like I wasn't even close to being in my prime, you could say, and I was 23 years old, like super old for college baseball. So, no, I don't think he's old. And the other thing is he's done this year after year in the minors. I mean, this is a perennial 20-plus home run guy in the minor leagues, and I, I think we were just kind of waiting for him to break out. Yeah, I don't know much about him other than what he's done lately. He need he needed I a did, chance. I didn't even know he was twenty seven. Actually, <laughs> he's super old. <laughs> Which twenty seven? Yeah, super old at twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what Sam just ran to pee. What did he want to see? Oh, he wanted us to draft or to grade this. Okay, so we have this is the half and half, right? Do you see a can there, Jumbo? <laughs> I see a can right here. It's the iced tea and lemonade from Coppercraft. Like the Arnie, the Arnie Palmer. That except they. You can't use that, so you have to call it a half and half or whatever. Yeah, and you can't call it a uh, iced tea or uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, I've had too many at the bars before. <laughs> Long Island. Equal parts. Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> right, yeah. It's in a can. It's, I mean, Holland's close to an island, I suppose. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a, a Dutch island. A Dutch island. A bunch of Dutch people out there. So did you like this? What would you think? Um, I liked it a lot better. Uh, I will grade this one. Um it's gonna be like three point two. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it again. I, I think to me, like ever since Ryan said, like I don't find it too syrupy. I was like, that's exactly what I find it. <laughs> like, um, six point eight. Man, I thought you liked it. Oh, nailed it. I thought you'd like this one a little more. Real quick, Paul Robinson said, "Haas is twenty eight, and no, he." He's a piece that's working. Uh, you don't fix something that ain't broken. Yeah, Completely agree. And, agree. and since when is a 28-year-old uh, a bad thing? I hate. I honestly hate that about sports, especially basketball. People invest in these 18-year-olds, and then like, look at what Sekou Dumboy is going through right now. He just turned 20 years old, and people are like, oh, he'd not a piece. <laughs> well, then why'd you draft him at 18 when he was a project and you knew he was a project? Yeah, exactly. Like, why are we expecting so much out of him? He's 20 well, years old. Everybody's talking about the Lakers right now, how good they're going to be next year. That whole team is ancient. Yeah, they're 35 <laughs> plus. Yeah, I think they have them. everybody except Darko in the 2013 <laughs> draft yeah. or something like that. Chris Paul is the only missing one. The banana yeah. boat could be could be That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dwayne Wade will come back. John, what did you think about that, that uh, iced tea one? I kind of liked uh, the rum punch a little bit better, I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to go 7.2. All right. Yeah, I agree. I like the other one a little bit better. I'm going to really? go 6.9. All right. I, I actually like this one I more. Hope. I'm going to go with a 7.8. 
I, I did like this one a lot. I, I, I'm a big iced tea guy, and I like the sweetness with iced tea. <laughs> I don't like the, the regular iced tea stuff, so. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. Dang right it is. So you be, earlier, You better get a, a pour going. <laughs> Yeah, so which one do we want to go to next? Do we want to go whiskey or do we want to go Moscow Mule? Uh, Ooh, uh, mule. Mule. We're going mule. mule. Johnny. Good call, Johnny. The pourer and the producer. Producing pourer. <laughs> he does everything. He does it all. Does it all, does it all folks. Does he got a couple folks. guys that do nothing, so that's, that works good. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, so earlier we had a comment that – uh, from Detroit fan man. Oh, boy. nice. Is Cade already the face of Detroit sports? What a great With question. With Stafford gone and the Tigers and Red Wings both maybe devoured, devoid? Devoid. That's the right word. Devoid. Devoid of stars. Devoid. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, and, and honestly, I couldn't have set it up any better because that's exactly how I was going to set it up. And I was going to struggle through it, which I kind of struggled through his comment. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, what else is new, right? It's normal. Yeah. Um, Man, look at the color of that one. There's like no nothing, just just clear. It's a Moscow Mule. Yeah, what did you Dude, think? Moscow it was Mules <laughs> have so all right. Moscow Mule. I thought those are red. <laughs> Real quick, Moscow Raspberry. Mule. What is the 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 spirit in a Moscow Mule? Vodka. Right. You would think. <laughs> no. We have somebody in this neighborhood. I'm not going to name anybody, Jill. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. That believes it tequila. Comes with- or is it tequila? That's, that's a Mexican. That's a Mexican mule. Mexican mule. Uses Wait, no, no, no. So she she calls it a state. She orders Moscow mules with vodka. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she thinks she thinks like can, is it Kentucky bourbon or something that she's like no because if it if I, I think she thinks it's rum. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. We'll have to ask yeah. her and maybe have her on Anyways, the podcast yeah. and have her share it to all of her audience. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. ten grand plus. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Uh, we're only at nine grand. She passes pretty quick. Yeah, fast. Um, Boom. No, but I, I, I think it's a good question of who is the face of Detroit sports. And the fact that Stafford's gone, I think, kind of changed that. I I look at it still as like Miguel Cabrera kind of still fits that because of what he's done in the past. And I don't even know if that's fair to, to say he is the for, face of Detroit sports. I don't think you can. No. I don't think you can say Cabrera because um, I think there's a different – personality and a different expectation from the fans right now with Cade when when he was drafted and he went through you know every single uh uh you know ESPN ABC and and, and all the other uh podcasts or, or television peers since then he's made all the right comments like what we were talking we were just raving over how he presented himself yeah. and I think that how well spoken he is and the way he presents himself sets him apart from a lot of the other guys that we could bring up in this scenario. Miguel Cabrera, English is is a far second language for him. Yeah. So I don't think he could ever be the, the face of of Michigan sports because of that gap, I guess. Also, if you look with anything but your heart with Miguel Cabrera, you're paying him way too much money. He's passed. He's passed his triple crown. His prime. Yeah. Is it, yeah. But well, I, I think it's more than anything right now. It's more... Like coaches than it is players, even GMs. Honestly, I think and, and, yeah, Eiserman. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, number I, one, think I think Eiserman is probably yeah. the face still. Yeah, and it's probably not fair. So we should probably bring it more like, ath- like player wise. 
But like I, I, I agree. I think Eiserman would probably be the face of Detroit sports. But right, at the, but right at the here, same right time, now. but at the same time, I, I disagree because football is the biggest sport in America. So would you put Goff into that? Like just because he's the quarterback of the Detroit football team? I don't think you can say Goff right now. I would say, I would say Dan Campbell right now. Yeah. Uh, I really would because on that That's team, the face. he's it the is. face. Yeah, I, I really do think so. Um, Jared, Unless he's I wearing think, his helmet. I think it's the, just a helmet, not a face. Sure. <laughs> I think the quarterback. <laughs> I think the quarterback will always be, or at least always have the opportunity to be the face yeah. of Michigan sports. Um, but right now, I think Cade Cunningham has so much hype about him, and I think where the, what the Pistons and people are excited about what the Pistons are doing, and and Troy Weaver and and. You know, the last two years of the the change and the turnaround, it's yeah. happened so fast. And then you get a guy like Cade. I think he really does have an opportunity to be the face of the city. Yeah, I think he definitely has the opportunity to. I don't know if it's fair to put that on him yet. Sure. It's tough. I'm and, and I'm gonna kind of go back to Goff. Is as you said, he should be. He could be. What does he have to do to be? He needs to win. Like, is it win? But, but like, let, let's focus on the 17 game season. Eight wins would that get people enough, like excited enough, or does it have to be? Uh, would you be 10? excited by? I I feel like eight wins would get me a little more excited and be like, okay, they can win with him. Yeah, I think that's overachieving. And, and yeah, I think it's yeah, a little. True. Yeah, I think that's it a is. good word. But like, can you imagine if they do get nine or ten wins? And I, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. And I'm not drinking Kool Aid or anything. It's Coppercraft. Um, it's but, clear too. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> holy cow! Blew if my mind. that happens, will it be like Goff soaring? Like, will he be the face? Like, and people just absolutely loving him because I feel like if what if he gets ten wins? Let's say he gets ten wins, yeah. and it doesn't. Ha- let's say it doesn't make the playoffs. It might. It doesn't matter. But like that type of a season might skyrocket this dude because he has the face, he has the swagger, he has the young star no, no, mentality. Uh-uh. He you still he, think he wouldn't be? He doesn't have the personality. No, he doesn't have the personality. Charisma. It's, it's a single 10-win season. Will people be higher on him? Yeah, sure they will. But I'm more worried about the way he said that because like, he was smiling. Like, oh, yeah. Like he was believing himself as oh, he yeah. said it. Like, he was He was getting in. Yeah. <laughs> He was just getting into his own head on that one. It was his way of telling him, telling you what he really thinks yeah. without committing. Yeah. He's testing the waters yeah. on that. I go into yeah. every podcast saying, Kyle and Ryan will be nice to me today. <laughs> Kyle and Ryan will be nice to me. No, you don't. Kyle you know Ryan better. Be nice You're doing the same thing again. Well, I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself, like, like sure, just trying to sure. trick myself into thinking that it's going to happen. I, I keep going back to this, but I'm t- like, you, you put this little list on here with the, uh, with the names. It ain't none yeah. of these names. You don't think Other so? than Cunningham. So you really think Cunningham walks in and is the face of Detroit sports? Because I, I don't think he is yet, and I think it's too much, but I think it is your your Campbells, your Eisermans, your your Jim Harbaugh's. Your, I think that's your... I think Larkin could be. I don't think he deserves to be. I don't think hockey is... I don't think hockey can be that. I see, so I look either. at it as, as I don't think basketball can be that. It, well, see, here's the difference with basketball is they're not wearing a helmet. That's true. They're not wearing. True. They're they're not getting in like Stafford. You could even argue that Stafford wasn't. Well, I think he was the face of of Michigan sports, but he he didn't have that same charisma that a basketball player could have because basketball players are themselves on the court. They're not. They don't have pads on. They don't have a helmet on. They're not hiding themselves at all. Yeah. So in those great moments, you're watching their real expressions as they're doing it. 
bats or football players, they, they might have the visor on. They might like you just can't see. You can't tell. Yeah. You don't even know what their body really, even, yeah. you know, like really looks like underneath the pads. Right. So it, it's just a, a different story. But football is big enough where the quarterback could always take that. If we start winning playoff games, then yeah, I'm I'm leaving room for Jared Goff to take that crown. But I think Cade Cunningham has an opportunity right now to capitalize on something and really I mean look at look at LeBron James, Michael Jordan, like these when they're the biggest, they are on top of the world. And and that's because of how personal basketball is compared to those other sports. Yeah, talk going back to more lion stuff, it's like, do you think a CUDA could kind of fit that? Because go back to when the Seahawks were doing their thing, like Richard Sherman is as good as Russell Wilson was, Richard Sherman was still the the face, right? Like he was kind of the yeah, this, but why? He why was, was the, he the face? Because he talked. Yeah, because of his personality. Because he went nuts on Aaron Andrews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Crabtree, <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> what, did, yeah, what did he say? I forgot. He said all kinds of crazy that. stuff. He was, he was Michael. Tr- I forgot. Michael Crabtree. So yeah, man. You're mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Something along that line. No, but, but that's because of his personality. He was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And and Okuda has a, good, have has a good head on his shoulders. He's not going <laughs> right. to be that guy. So Jarrett 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 comments. Uh, it's it's Cabrera until he retires. Um, which I, I kind of lean towards that, but I get that you have some people coming in that can take that crown from. I think right here, right now, it is Miguel Cabrera. That's where I lean towards. Sure, but I, it, with the thing with Cade Cunningham is, it's really exciting right now. It's the the brand's sizzling steak walking by your your table. You know what I mean? Like it's getting everybody's attention. People think it's, but when this team wins twenty eight games, and we're talking, well, should they have tanked a little more to get a better pick or better odds? How quickly can that steak stop sizzling? Right. You and, know what I mean? And that's the key because if, if they win 35 games. That's Kyle, analogy. really, that's the nice most analogy. impressed look I, I've yeah. ever gotten from Kyle. <laughs> if they good. win 35 <laughs> games, that steak is sizzling and you're like, slow down a little bit. Let's keep it medium rare. <laughs> it's still like 15 games <laughs> under like 500, though. I like steak analogy going. <laughs> gonna I really like, like that. I'm starving. Are you guys hungry? Late <laughs> yeah, late night steaks. Bodies, I, anybody? <laughs> John, where, where do you lean towards? Like, who, who do you think currently is and who do you think is the, the, the fastest to pass that person? I think, Miguel Cabrera? I think it's safe to say Miguel Cabrera <laughs> is it right now, but I would put my money on TJ Hawkinson, to be completely honest with you right now. That one's oh, actually right, not right. terrible because look at the way tight ends are kind of dominating true. the league, especially the big name like Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. Like obviously he's no not the face like. of of uh, Good point. Kansas I don't City, <laughs> but I've before never Mahomes, he kind of was. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the guy from 49ers. Um, Greg Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the face of that organization. Wait, right? did so did you Antonio Gates. Tony Gonzalez. No, I didn't say Gronk. So pretty oh. soon. I mean, he's a pretty Tony Gonzalez, yeah, yes. He is. Tony yeah. Gonzalez, yes. But pretty soon yeah. I want to go through all of these tight ends that we've been mentioning. It just get like their headshots and see if Sam can name them. I would oh. I would pick them out of a crowd. Oh, I would be able to pick all, all the tight ends. No, you can't. Oh, now he's going to be researching. Yeah. No. He'll, he'll lie about yeah. it. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Let's do it after the fact. We'll just do a quick Facebook live <laughs> video or yeah. YouTube video. I've already been lying on Sam Facebook name for on the, three hours. Today. Same name, tight ends. Just because you watched one podcast with so many tight ends on it, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to talk about that. Hawkinson with the long hair. <laughs> Why is Sam typing in tight ends on Google? <laughs> Andrew is like he's oh. getting some weird. He's, he's stuff. looking at weird. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's all pads good. off. Why do they have to be off? Pads off, tight ends. Oh, this is not good. Tight ends, not pads good. off. 
<laughs> tight end hub. I wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> Miguel Cabrera pass the torch to Casey Mize, though, because the, I think, yeah. I think, Man, yeah, did you just, see? Did you see Cade in, in Casey Mize? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Swap jersey. I think yeah. Casey Mize, and it's hard for a pitcher to be a face of a franchise. But what Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander was, even when he had Miguel Cabrera winning, that's true. Triple, triple crowns. crowns. Yeah. It was still about Justin Verlander. He was the big face, and I think Casey Mize is starting to get that traction. He definitely can. And. I'm blown away by what he's doing, and he could be that face. And the fact that he's going against, not going against a guy like AJ Hinch, but like standing up for something. It's like, no, I want to go. I want to like talk him back to him when he has these mountain visits. He's he's well past his age, and I I think he could. That's a really good name for that for Tor- sure. Torkelson, anybody? <laughs> well, time will tell. But he's that was, good man. He's good. That was a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we ever really nailed it. Does that mean who, like who is? On? I'm I trying th- to get Kyle's attention to do oh, okay. a bumper here. Uh, um, I don't, think I, ha- done, I don't have one left. Do I? We'll just do a random one. Just, okay. just do one that we already one. did, but one we're done talking. We'll do it live. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it was a fun discussion, and we'll see what happens there. I guess. Follow us on Instagram, Thank Facebook, you. Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Nailed it. Of my sports. Bettinghero.com. What's bettinghero.com, Ryan? <laughs> what about it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, bettinghero.com. That's that is our uh, partner. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, do you have something to say? Yeah, I, don't we have two more of these to grade yet? Don't we have to get started on this? Yeah, I think so. But <laughs> he wanted. He told me to talk about. I, I, no, I heard. I, I just feel like he's screwing the pooch on this deal. No worries there. Explain betting hero. We'll do a grade. We'll finish our betting hero segment, and then we'll do the last one. <laughs> all right. If you're interested in sports betting and making it easy with apps and all that kind of stuff, now that it's all legal everywhere, uh, betting hero, bettinghero.com. What they do is, if you sign up with them, they will lay out all of the the sports betting apps and best promo codes available at the time. Um, and they lay out each one that's legal at the time in the state of Michigan for you. So you don't have to do any of that research on your own. You go to bettinghero.com, you pick your favorite one that's going to make you the most money, and you use promo code MIBETS. So bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. They will lay it out for you. Go make some easy money on those promo codes. Don't waste your money on trying to to bet all the weird stuff. Just do promo code after promo code and, and make sure you plug in the code MIBETS. Yeah, yeah so I think Thursday – is I think we're officially four weeks away from regular season football, NFL football. Is that is that right? Am I doing my math correctly? I believe so. Wow. So there will be so many. Trust me, you're going to get bombarded with promo codes, promo codes, and this and that. It's gonna be a Tom Brady. Don't this, worry Tom about Brady yeah. That. Don't worry about all those promo codes. Just go to MIBet or, or <laughs> bettinghero.com, <laughs> and they'll put the best promo Nailed code available it. right there for you. So, this is going to be fun, fun, be fun. fun type of year for the betting world for sure. We'll get we'll get our you picks could, going again. You can make some serious money seriously on these free on these free bets, basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what I wanted to quickly do is talk about uh, you know we have three football teams that are, that have some odds out there. So the Lions, their over under is set at five wins. <laughs> Michigan over under set at seven and a half, and Michigan State is over under is set at four and a half. Um, so. Obviously, you can go multiple directions here. Um, but what we got to do is we got to grade something first. What are we grading here? Sorry. 
We are I, I grading said something. the Moscow, Moscow mule. mule. Very gingery. A lot of ginger yeah. coming through the nostrils there. No oh. grade for me. <laughs> Kyle, you just... <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes! What are you doing? I, I, I'm just gonna, it's not my thing. You They're just, just gonna be mad at me again. You can't lie. I can't lie. Just I lie. This I one's can't. a little. It's a little spicy. It's got I, some spice to it. Spicy. I love it personally. Do you? Oh yeah. You like? Ginger I love stuff. Moscow yeah. mules. Yeah. I love Moscow mules. I love. Well, it's not gin. Ginger beer. Oh, I thought you said gin. Ginger. <laughs> you said gin. A gin beer. Yeah. <laughs> With vodka, right? It's beer. <laughs> exactly. Beer made from no, gin. Like, this is and vodka plus tequila. No, I'm a big ginger fan too. I, I will like say it. this is not my favorite Moscow mule, but it's in a can. I mean, what do you what do you yeah. expect? So I, I think this is really good. Um I'm gonna go with an eight point one. Awesome. I'm gonna go with an eight point four. Awesome. Wow. I, I I think they hit it on the on the nose. I really do. No pun intended with the ginger. Kyle, what'd you have? Uh, I had a NA, not applicable. Oh, oh, oh man, I gotta write that. Do you again. really want me to? Is it applicable or applicable? Applicable. <laughs> lie next. What do you think? No, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, that takes away from no, all my I, other. Scores. No, seriously, we can't lie in this podcast. No. Like that's one of the things that people trust about us, right? Yeah, that's true. I really like Kyle. So, so Kyle's not gonna grade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do it. So if no. it's if it's below six, it's not worth grading. Remember, we learned that one time. A, a modest seven point one. I, right. Yeah, it's good if enough. It, if it was in a if it was in a copper cup, I'd probably give it a little. Oh, I do have one of those Ooh, copper cups with a little ice that would knock it down oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Could I squeeze See, a lime? Look, hey, so you're saying knock it down a little bit? Like that's a good thing that you have to. Knock no, it down. just cold, cold, colder, colder. A little, a little uh, squirt of lime. A little lime. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, See? I didn't do. It. So, <laughs> if Coppercraft is listening, it is my fault. Not mm. yours. Right. What you need to do is take it out of the can and then put all your own <laughs> stuff in it, and it would be terrific. Whatever. Or you can just keep it in the can, and it's really good. Anyways, real quick, I wanted to do a quick conversation about, like, who do you th- – yeah, I said quick twice. What, are you laughing at what he said? I didn't both. Said. They were both just great. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Detroit Lions, over under five. I feel like over is a safe bet in the league of NFL. Right, like I wouldn't say that. Like, What's the league of NFL? I would, I would, if I'm gonna bet, I'm, if I'm gonna put money over or under, I would the go league over. of NFL. I would, right. go, I would go over. I would over. All right, John, would you go over or under on that one? Never mind, just keep pouring. Ooh, good We're one. good. But, I, I but honestly, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to put money on this. I wouldn't put money on it either at minus one thirty. So it just seems like the better bet, though, doesn't it? It does. Like, it, yeah. yeah. All right, so Michigan. Over under set at seven and a half. You get minus one thirty nine for the over, plus one ten for the under. I don't know what to think about this team. I think they're seven and a half. I think, I think they're I think two. Vegas I think got the it. safe bet is to go under. I want the personally. under personally, and that's really hard for me to say. But like out of all of these, I, so Michigan State at four and a half. I don't know if I would go that low yet. So like, if I'm going to put a money on an under, I would probably put it on Michigan. If you look at the weak point of Michigan last year, though. It was their secondary on defense, yep. and it was their quarterback play. Yep. So if they can, if one of these young guys can they only pull played, it out, what three games? Though, yeah, too? <laughs> well, four maybe. I think four. Yeah, we were one and three, right? Did they score against Ohio State this year? They didn't play against Ohio State. Oh, that's so right. they didn't they score They would have lost by ninety though. But didn't. <laughs> but they had, but, they had COVID. so to answer your question, <laughs> no, they didn't score. But Ohio State didn't score either. Good so. point. Good point. Right, so we tied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is basically a victory right now. Against Ohio State in years. No, but if it's if, if JJ is playing quarterback and he ends up being uh, what Micah th- hopes he is, then that 
you know, great. More power to him. If we have to if we have to wait a year or two and we have decent quarterback play, we're going to be a lot better than last year. Mm. I don't think it's possible to have worse cornerback play and safety play that than we had last year. Those guys were very young, a bunch of freshmen, sophomores out there, and they they were playing decent man coverage with zero ball skills. They were getting beat on every single deep throw game after game, and it was it was mind boggling to me because they had the athletes to be in the right spot. They just weren't making the right plays. And I don't think you can repeat that same terrible play year, uh, two years in a row, because I think the competition comes back. Age plays a big part in in college football, so these guys are growing up, and I think they've probably learned a lot and and worked on their mistakes from last year. So I'm not expecting great play out of their secondary, but better play out of both positions means they're going to be a much better football team. It'll be interesting to see how it translates to wins and losses. Because it yeah. is a pretty tough schedule. You're right, and I don't but know how that works. There's a lot, a lot of question marks going in for Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan State's their over under set at four and a half. I mean, in my head, I would say under, but it's rare to lose that many games. I if I'm gonna put money on any one of these teams in in Michigan for yeah. football, I would bet money on Michigan State for the over. I really? think I think they're a better. I think they're a better college football team than people are giving them credit for right now. Okay. They brought in a lot of good transfers from from surrounding schools that were had pretty good college careers going already. Yeah, and I think um, the coaching staff built on something last year with some of the surprise upsets that they had. I I think they're better than people are giving them credit for, and they they're getting back to their Michigan State scrappy ways. Yeah, I I think I would lean towards. Either the over for the Lions or the under for for Michigan football. Personally, that's where I would put my money. Um, because I mean, I mean for the, I, I I feel like the the values there for Michigan under. Because if you can get seven wins, at plus one ten, kind of I don't know, it kind of fits. And I don't yeah. I don't know what to think with this team. And that's kind of where seven I roll. Seven and a half. It's perfect. It is. It really is. It's dangerous. And it's gonna, it's gonna be a coin flip game or two. Yeah, it is. And. You never know which way the, the ball is going to roll. The roll of a ball, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's. And if I can get plus one ten, that seems to be the uh, best way to go. There you go. Beer and beer, beer grades. Read. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Read. There we go. <laughs> it Thanks, is time man. to grade our Michigan beers for this episode. But before we do, I want Spirits. to once again remind everyone of our Spirits. partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer, they have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So obviously we're not drinking beer. We're drinking from Coppercraft Brewery, their canned cocktails. So I do want to give them a little bit of a shout out here. We got one more. What did I say? Brewery. Did I? Sorry. Nailed old, it. Old habits. Um, but Coppercraft Distillery is a Holland-based company uh, that also has a tasting room in Saugatuck, Michigan, founded in Holland in 2012 on the manufacturing coast of West Michigan. 
where their inspiration is drawn from the legacy of industrious workers who created quality goods and exported their uh, handiwork across the nation. Uh, they promise premium small batch spirits, artfully crafted, and served to bring people together. They are. They were also the first Michigan distiller to offer canned cocktails, which we're drinking here, uh, and they are a proud uh, and official sponsor. Oh, my gosh. These 10 percenters are, are getting me. Get them. Well, well done. Of the our Detroit Tanner. Lions. Tanner. Tonight we Tanner. had the privilege to drink Tanner. some of their canned cocktails, uh, which they say are premium canned cocktails were made with adventure, adventure in mind, a perfect option for a beach getaway, family cookout, hike in the woods, or podcast. Or a podcast, recording a podcast. These cocktails in a can are what sure to that? quench even the thirstiest explorers. So we drank iced tea, lemonade, rum punch, Moscow mule, black cherry whiskey. Uh, before we get into our final grade, and we're going to average all these scores out, I did want to wow. mention um, they do have their social 416 gin. is a very limited edition gin that Coppercraft teamed up with our Detroit Tigers uh, to... Cor- oh, I should have read this earlier. Commemor- commemorate. Commemorate. <laughs> commemorate. Commemorate. It's easier, than, it? it's easier than that. You you added a few more syllables. <laughs> you did. Well, you also you have it Why wrong was there here. A, was there a D in yeah. there? <laughs> commemorate. He wrote. He wrote on here with our Detroit Tigers to Ro- to commemorated <laughs> the return of baseball. He wrote it wrong. <laughs> Commemor- and fans to Camarabuka Park. Uh, it has thirteen bo- botanicals. Uh, that features the same bluegrass that, that's in the outfield at Comerica Park where we just watched <laughs> the Detroit Tigers win. Another victory. Against the Boston Reds. What do those include? Good, good win. Um, what's that? What do those include? Uh, it includes juniper, coriander. Coriander. <laughs> Another consonant. Coriander. Yeah. Angelica root. Angelica root, <laughs> vanilla bean, cinnamon, lemongrass, cinnamon and orange. Cinnamon. Be- I actually, no, I said that. Right. You got it. Is That's that, probably the hardest word out of all of them. Is, that, is that what's what, growing in the outfield in the ivy? In no, the, the, the ivy in the outfield? <laughs> yeah, probably, right? <laughs> we got some Detroit hops in this. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, it retails for twenty nine ninety nine and is sold at select Kroger's, Myers, and other independent retailers all over the great state of Michigan, including their tasting rooms. All over the great state of Michigan, including their tasting rooms in Holland and Saugatuck. You love gin. I do love gin. I there tried to buy some at, at uh, Siciliano's, but they were sold out. So Whoa. I got to go to Meyer and buy some. Uh, the 416 name is the feet between Comerica Park's uh, home plate nice. okay. and the Coppercraft Distillery Bar located at on the Pepsi porch in right field. Uh, branded in 2019 as part of their multi-year sponsorship, uh, the bar offers a panoramic view of the ball game and outdoor lounge seating with tons of HDTVs. So we should go cool. there. Yeah, we should. Yes. We should go to there. I would yeah, love wow. to, go to, I to go to. I go want to go to there. Let's go to there. <laughs> Anyways, all, no, I, I, I got to get into that, Jen. I got I got to find some of it and and buy it. And yeah, man, it buy it up, man, for sure. I tried to buy it to have it so on the podcast. Basically, just a huge shout out to Coppercraft because yeah. they're awesome. The drinks are awesome. Really appreciate you guys letting us. Partnership with. Yeah, for the Lions and the Tigers. They're That's pretty sweet. They're a big brand. They've won yeah. so many medals for their uh, their spirits and like their liquors and all that good stuff, which is the same. Yeah, thing. they're good stuff, man. Yeah. So and speaking of good stuff, yeah. We're, we're, so last one. Yeah, let's let's grade this last one. Then we'll do do our averages. So John, we'll Work let it. you grade this one Work first, on so it. you can start. Yeah. Doing the, some math over there. Oh, solid seven point nine. 
Seven eyes. So you really yeah. like this one. This one's your favorite. Favorite out of the box. So. Easily. So wh- easily which one the is this? Easily this is yours the, too. This is oh, the, yeah. black, the, the black, black cherry whiskey. Black cherry whiskey. Yeah, huge yeah. whiskey fan to begin with. Are you? I mean that says a lot too. But uh, very <laughs> very smooth, but enough there to remind you that what you're drinking is uh, not your black cherry like Coca Cola. <laughs> right. They, yeah. they stay true to the whiskey flavor, sure. and, that, and yeah, much appreciated. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go better than that. I'm gonna go like an eight five. Yeah. This is solid. Nice. This is really good compared to. Uh, the other ones. Let's yeah. go. Kyle, where, where are you leaning with this one? Oh, gosh. Here we go. He's just. He I'm just, not doing any of them, really. Well, you did one, and it was kind of low. But, uh, and then you were mad about what I scored the other one. What was the one score? 6.8. So is this one a 6.9? <laughs> yeah. Six on, do you six want nine. a number? You that's, don't that's because it, of it's their favorite. Here. and this w- Right, but like, but there's no point in it's not my jam. So like, I would never drink right. something like this. We'll just pass again. You know what I mean? Like, so, so if I gave you what I think, I either have to lie, or I, or if I give you what I is it below six? Oh yeah. Okay, well then it's not worth it. I'm telling you. Do you drink you. any liquor? Like you drink just scotch? Just scotch. Ooh. <laughs> Beer and scotch. scotch is good, man. All right, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <No> scotch. Are <laughs> there so. any scotch <laughs> scotch sponsors? Well, that'd be bad. We better really do that good. at my house. I'm not <laughs> driving home. <laughs> we'll be here for four and a half yeah. hours. <laughs> More scotch. <laughs> Let it breathe. We, we need to, it, yeah. we need to average the scotch. <laughs> no, I, I. All right. If you're not gonna grade it, I, I guess just I just give it up. Yeah. Let's I'm gonna on. go with. I'm gonna uh, copy Ryan with an eight five. I think it was right on the nose. I I really like this one. I've kind of gone away from the whiskey, but the way that this is mixed, because and I feel like I just don't mix it well myself, and the fact that they just did it for me makes me good flavors. It, it was perfectly mixed. Perfect amount of if black you get scotch. Cherry. All you need is scotch. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I would probably cough the whole time. And ice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that no that was gear. um our our final grade for the night. So John, if you can tally up our our grades. I need a tallies <laughs> sound. <laughs> uh, I need you to, uh, like some <laughs> yeah Ooh, calculator. Okay. I already have it. Oh, I was hoping for the. The pick is in. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. That's a great idea. That just got me so excited. <laughs> Six to midnight. Six to midnight. Settle down. Is that, is that this one? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Coming in last place. Thanks to Kyle's only grade of the night. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. see, this is a, that, that, Sam, you're going to thank me later. That I did. No, the, not the, the iced tea lemonade coming in with a hot 7.13. Hey, we're playing two decimals tonight. Oh, because nice. it was almost a tiebreaker. Double decimal. Do you want to do like a draft? Double D. Like a- that Wait, that's Jaws? the wrong one. Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> I like the drum roll, and then the pick is in. I love that. This? I don't know why. I overlaid them, though. No, that that's, was a, a, that's our new grade thing. That was We're a doing that every really time. good yeah. transition. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was perfectly done. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In third place, the rum punch at a seven point two three. Okay, just above. Yeah. And second place <laughs> from Russia, weighing in at ten <laughs> percent alcohol by volume, the Moscow Mule Ooh. with a seven point eight seven. Seven point eight. Yeah, solid. Yeah, it is solid. We got a couple of Americans here on the back deck drinking some of that <laughs> good <laughs> corn whiskey in a can. Yeah, from a can. from Coppercraft. We love it. Mm. 
right, uh, with last a one. warm. <laughs> He's waiting. <laughs> He's like, screw you guys. I'm waiting for this. This board's not fast. I love enough. this. Thank you for not grading tonight, Kyle. The <laughs> black cherry whiskey. Oh, an eight point three average nice. out that's of three. We know the that's best one. Fair. Wow, we're gonna that, have to get more of those cans of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was very well done. Thank you again to Coppercraft for for awesome. uh, yeah. giving us this opportunity and and giving us these these Coppercraft canned cocktails. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll recommend these to our friends for sure. Obviously, obviously, you can see the the cans on the thing. These are the new ones this summer. They have a few more out there. I think they have a whiskey lemonade. They have a few other Ooh. ones. So we got the classics. Pink bubbles. Pink bubbles is a Pink big bubbles. one. Bubbles. Yeah. Um, a great so change of pace, though. Exactly. Honestly, you know. it, it's a a nice change of pace from the from the beer. You know? Yeah, just lighter <laughs> yeah, overall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you again, Coppercraft. Thank you guys for recording, uh, and thank you all for listening and watching live. We love the comments. We love you guys getting involved. Uh, please like, share. Everything you guys do. Subscribe. That, subscribe. The, the bell, right? Five stars. Click yeah. the bell. Notifications. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.